So it has been really cool. I love incorporating like one on myself. I experiment a lot with myself. Like, and if I can feel something myself, like in a, you know, this, this is, I was having this knee pain and I did this and it really worked and, you know, try it. And like, I think that relation to people helps a lot. Like I'm not relating to them as a CrossFit Games athlete. I'm relating to them as a person who moves and has the same pains that they do, even though we're doing, you know, have different goals. Doesn't but you do the same kind of training, you right? Know, same kind, not the same kind of training, but the same movements, the same, you're in that world. Right. It's really cool so i mean that's like my favorite part about like working with crossfitters and just being like a pt and understanding like how the body does certain things but it also like digs a rabbit hole because there's so much more i want to learn like this is episode number 104 with amanda barnhart if you're enjoying the podcast please head over to itunes to subscribe and consider giving it a rating it really does help to get the podcast out to more listeners I'm also always looking for inspiring stories to share. So if you or someone you know has used lifestyle to overcome a serious health challenge, please send your story to me at info at juliefouché.com and I'll select some to share here on future episodes. Finally, please remember that although I am now officially a doctor, this podcast is meant to share the experiences of individuals and does not provide medical advice. So with that, let's get started with episode number 104 of Pursuing Health featuring Amanda Barnhart. Health. I'm super excited to be here with Amanda Barnhart, and yeah. we are here in Cleveland, which is not too far from where you've spent a lot of time. Right. But thank you for coming up and chatting with me yeah, today. Yeah, thanks for having me. I'm so excited to be here. Awesome. So I think probably a lot of people listening know you from your performance at the Games last summer, um, but obviously there's a lot of background. And as I was kind of looking at some of your background, I'm like, Oh, it makes sense why she's so good at CrossFit. (laughs) (laughs) So maybe we could start off with just talking a little bit about growing up and Mm -hmm. the things you're into sports or other activities. Mm -hmm. And then, um, we'll kind of go from there. Yeah. Sounds good. Um, I was super lucky. My parents put me into sports like immediately Mm -hmm. when I was younger. I think I started ballet when I was three swimming when I was like four and gymnastics when I was like five. And I did pretty much all of that for a while. Um, I was under the age of 10 and they were like, we want you on the team in gymnastics. Uh And my mom was like, oh gosh, that's like 20 hours a week. (laughs) (laughs) So she worked at the gym to like help pay for it. And we like, and I still kept doing the ballet because Mm -hmm. it helped with gymnastics, just Mm -hmm. coordination and like, you know, all the dance part of it. I did not like graceful. I was the most ungraceful gymnast. So that probably would have helped. I was the same way too. They were like, okay, we know you can tumble. Like you're powerful, (laughs) but like your routine sucks. Yeah. (laughs) You need to be more elegant. (laughs) So that's why my mom always encouraged me to keep doing it because it was like, okay, you really need this dance if you want to be good at gymnastics. And that Mm -hmm. was like my dream. So I did that until probably middle, I was at least 12 or something. I was like, mom, we've got to quit dance. Like I can't handle this Mm -hmm. anymore. And I swam for a while during that time, like competitive swimming, like Mm -hmm. little, you know, literally competitive swimming. And then eventually quit everything and just did gymnastics. Okay. And then I think I was in seventh grade. I don't know. I had some weird coaches and just started getting like mental blocks. Mm-hmm. You know how you turn 13 and you're all of a sudden you're like, like wow, wow. <laughs> doing a backflip on yeah. a beam is really scary. <laughs> right. Well, let me actually try to register what it, what is going on right now. This doesn't seem safe. Yeah, it was so weird. Like I started getting scared of everything. I didn't want to yeah. go anymore. So it was just like, 
it wasn't fun. Mm-hmm. So I think I quit in seventh grade. And then that's when I started playing volleyball, okay. tried out for volleyball in seventh grade, loved volleyball. Mm-hmm. And then I joined club volleyball, which is like a winter yeah. sport. So just because like you can't keep up in sports nowadays, if you don't do it more than just during around, the season. Yeah. yeah. So I did club from seventh grade until my senior year of high school. And then I ran track in the spring. Mm-hmm. So that was kind of my two sports for middle school. Mm-hmm. And then once I got to high school, everyone's like, well, you have to do three sports. Like you should come <laughs> back to swimming since you used to swim. And I'm like, oh gosh. <laughs> swimming. But my sister had joined the swim team. I think that helped a lot because okay. she's a year above me. Okay. And so I joined the swim team and for four years did volleyball, swimming and track. That's crazy. And yeah. I actually yeah. ended up with 12 letters at the end of wow. high school. And I was like, never would have thought that that would have happened just because of volleyball, especially is really hard to letter in yeah. your freshman year. But I loved volleyball. I thought for sure I'm going to play volleyball in high school. Like mm-hmm. we went on recruiting trips to schools all around mm-hmm. and. And like the more, then the more I went and watched all these teams, I was like, well, this looks fun if you're playing, but then you Mm -hmm. look at the bench and there's 15 girls that never touch the floor. And I was like, I don't think I can do this. Like I love volleyball, but if I sit the bench for four years, I'm going to be miserable. So my sister again had decided to swim in college Uh at Cleveland state and the coaches were talking to me. They're like, we'd love to have you as well. And Mm -hmm. I was okay. at swimming, like not great Mm -hmm. because I never swam year round. I swam in the swim season and then I went to track and then I went to volleyball. So like when everyone else was training year round I was just like doing other stuff um but I decided to go for it and swam at Cleveland State and it was amazing like how much better I got just after one year of swimming year round I was like wow this is why people do this (laughs) (laughs) well it's kind of amazing that you were able to even be on a college team without having swam that much I mean I I know you did when you were younger but then there was a huge gap where you weren't swimming at all and it seems like such a sport that's dependent on your technique and like just those hours that you spend in the pool. Right. Yeah. And I really, I really put effort into it in high school. Like I worked Mm -hmm. really hard in high school. We had a really good coach. Mm -hmm. I started kind of tinkering with lifting. It was mostly just like dumbbells and like machines, but yeah, (laughs) introduced myself to a weight in high school. So I think that helped too. like realizing like you can get stronger and this helps. And, And then in college, like that was when I really started lifting for the first time. And we didn't, we didn't snatch or anything. So my, that's why snatches have been such a struggle for my whole life. But but you were using uh, barbells and doing yeah, some, like barbells. Yeah. We did. I remember specifically power cleans, and mm-hmm. I loved them, and I still love them now. <laughs> like that's probably why. Yeah. <laughs> but it was like boys barbells with no chalk. Right. Like we're lifting with the guys. Uh-huh. Like most of the time, I was stronger than the guys on the swim team. That's amazing. <laughs> but we did back squats and a bunch of strict pull ups and just mm-hmm. and I loved it. Like I loved the weight room. Mm-hmm. And my freshman year, I was on the distance team. I don't remember how that happened. It was like, we did a 30 minute swim for time in like (laughs) the first two weeks. And they're like, wow, you did pretty, you got like third place on the team on the 30 minute swim for time. We're putting you in the distance group. And I was like, do I look like I'm built to be an endurance swimmer? (laughs) I was so mad. But so I swam the thousand and the 500 my freshman year of college. Wow. And they put me in the mile one time and I was like never ever again make me swim that like for some reason the difference between a mile and a thousand was just awful mentally i can't even imagine now in track were you also a sprint sprinter or so that the same thing kind of happened with track but it was opposite so my freshman year i ran all sprints like 100 200 and i was on all the sprint relays and like i remember someone got hurt (laughs) someone got hurt my freshman year and i had to be on the a relay Mm. and we made it to state and we're like (laughs) at state and then I'm on this relay with two girls who are seniors and they're like please don't screw this up for us. 
<laughs> and like oh, the no four pressure. by one is intense. It's I don't so know if intense. you've ever watched it. I've, so I, in high school, I also ran four by one, four by two. And there was, I think it must have been during my freshman year where there was like a couple times where I dropped the baton. Oh, yeah. Like no joke. The whole stadium, like, Ooh. yeah. So I like <laughs> practiced that literally so many times. I'm like, I'm never letting this yeah. happen again because it's the worst yeah. feeling ever. So yeah, that's what I did my freshman year. Like 100, 200, four by one, four by two. That was it. Yeah. And then my sophomore year, my coach is like, well, you can run a pretty fast 200. Like we should try in the 400. Yeah. I'm like, okay. So then I really liked the 400. And then he did the same thing for the 800. He's like, we really oh. need a fourth on the four by eight. <laughs> I think you can run a pretty fast 800. I'm like, oh my gosh. But the 800 was like my limit. Like, like for distance wise like that seems just like it was awful most awful race ever you literally sprint a 400 and they're like okay one more one lap. more lap <laughs> <laughs> i pretty much threw up every time i ran it oh my god like my parents would always know like the four by eight's over amanda's in the back by the trash can <laughs> <laughs> so did you run all four of those uh, then at that time so where that you would kind of switch it up he did let me switch it up because i wanted to run the 400 was like my one okay individual race uh, I think, yeah, we just, I think the one I gave up that year was the four by two. Okay. And that, and then my sophomore year, we made it to state again in the four by one. Our four by one was good. Yeah. And then we got second that year, wow. the year before we got third. So we had a really good That's track amazing. team in high school. Yeah. yeah. It made me like love track, not mm-hmm. enough to like want to run in college mm-hmm. just because running sucks, but <laughs> It made me appreciate track and like just explosive stuff. Like I did a lot of like yeah. sprint work and I was never fast out of the blocks. I always ran the curve and the four by one because mm-hmm. they were like, you're so slow out of the blocks. <laughs> hasn't changed. I'm still yeah. slow to start everything now. <laughs> it's okay. It just matters in the end where you end up. Yeah. But yeah. So now it's funny. So then I go to college and they make me a distance swimmer. Yeah. And I think my junior year i was still in distance group i did start swimming the 200 it was like the thousand sometimes but my main events were the 200 and 500 which i liked that it was okay and then my senior year something happened they needed another sprinter and they decided to make me a sprinter which i was so excited about because that means i got you get to lift more when you're in the sprint group okay and you do more dry land which is dry land and swimming is like crossfit Mm -hmm. so we did like ball slams on the yeah. pool deck and like fun running starts into our sp- like to practice uh-huh. explosive stuff and uh-huh. like the distance groups over there doing like th- five so one thousands <laughs> for time in the sprint groups <laughs> in the shallow and like doing ball doing slams and fun stuff fun dives and we're like this is not fair yeah <laughs> so oh. i resented that group for three years and then i finally got to join it but yeah i swam the then that year we i think i swam both of the sprint relays at our conference championship and we won the four by two i think or we tied one and we won one okay but it was awesome because i was like those are intense it's what meets like like the big conference championship yeah Yeah, the like you don't even breathe you're like you swim a 15 you're like did i take it i don't think i took a single breath (laughs) (laughs) like what just happened (laughs) yeah it was so fun though and it was like my senior year so it was a really cool way to go out because before that i was decent at swimming but i was never like winning events Mm or in the final heat, like mm-hmm. in my individual events. So to be able to be on a relay that was like actually trying to win was really, really cool. That's amazing. And like a lot of my best friends were on the relay with me. So it makes it even more fun. That's so cool. Yeah. That's so cool. And I think it's interesting too that you did both, even competitively, gymnastics and swimming when you were younger. Because mm-hmm. um, like I remember my parents put me in swimming lessons and 
I wanted to find every excuse like not to go because I just hated it. <laughs> and so I tr- I wanted to join the gymnastics team because the practice was at the same time as swimming. Oh. And I was like, if I do this, I won't have to go to swimming anymore. <laughs> but then it kind of came back to bite me because later on in life, I had to like relearn how to swim. Really? Yeah. Yeah. It's one of those things that's really hard to teach. Yeah. It's, it's just so... People ask me all the time and I'm like, you just need to practice floating. And they're like, what? I'm like, I guarantee you can't float. Especially after doing CrossFit, you're just trying to like muscle through everything (laughs) instead of, you know. It's funny today. I actually swam today (laughs) with my sister swim team. So my sister is now the head coach of the high school that we both swam at. Okay. And I had a swim workout today and I was like, well, the only time I'm going to get into the YMCA for free is if I just go with my sister's swim team. Yeah. (laughs) Why not? (laughs) They had like a little wake up swim before they're like, they had a big meet today. So like swimmers typically like swim for an hour before they even go to a meet oh no big deal yeah it's insane <laughs> like for normal people they're like wait what that an was hour? your warm-up so yeah they'll do like 2000 meter warm-up and i was like wow. perfect that's all i need for today yeah so i went and swam with them like trying to keep up with the high schoolers just dying <laughs> but i felt like we put pool boys between our legs uh-huh. to like do pool yeah and i told my sister i when i got out i was like i feel like my legs are sinking more than normal <laughs> she's like i wonder why <laughs> Lost. all that muscle yeah <laughs> my legs have gotten leaner but that means they're heavier so they just sink, <laughs> sink to the bottom <laughs> that's so funny cool so it sounds like you had an amazing experience as a college athlete oh yeah it was awesome and then after college you know obviously that's a huge transition for anyone whether it's high school or college when they're going from like organized sports and having a coach and a team to now I can do whatever I want to exercise so how did you kind of transition and then how did you end up end up finding CrossFit Mm -hmm. I think I it might have been my sophomore year of college I don't remember like you know seeing an ad somewhere Mm -hmm. or something I saw something that was like functional fitness like Mm -hmm. and I was like what is this and I googled it and then found out there was a gym near my parents house so when we would go home over the summer from Mm -hmm. like summer break where we were supposed to swim and I normally did swim we did we just went to CrossFit for mm-hmm. like weightlifting because mm-hmm. we were, they, we had like a lifting program that we were supposed to follow and it was yeah. just like not fun to do. So I was like, if I By just yourself, do CrossFit, yeah. that will make up for it. So my sister and I both joined, I think the summer of my sophomore, the end of my sophomore year. Mm-hmm. And I loved it. Mm-hmm. I was like, I'm pretty good. At, like the, I remember the very first day we both walk in and like yeah. this tiny little gym and the workout was whatever is um, running. It, I don't I think it had pull-ups in it. Something okay. with running and pull-ups. And we were so confused because the name was like written on the board mm-hmm. and we were like, is that the coach's name? But it was like the name of the word. <laughs> was it like Nicole? Maybe. Or where you do max sets of pull-ups? I think maybe, maybe that's what it was. And we like watched people do <laughs> butterfly pull-ups and we like both get up and we're just like, okay. So we're both like doing pull-ups on our first day and they're no like, way. who are these girls that can just do pull-ups? And we're like, well, we've been like swimming. Like we yeah. do pull-ups all the time, just not <laughs> kipping. Yeah. <laughs> so we like, we both loved it and we did it all summer. And then when we had to go back to school, like obviously didn't do it. Mm-hmm. And I remember like when the open came around, I had no clue what the open was, but yeah. Now that I know, like, it makes sense what was going on. They were like, they would message me from the gym and be like, hey, can you please sign up for this online yeah. thing? 
because they want your score is this (laughs) i'm in the middle of my swim season like like, it would always start the week we went to conference like we were tapering and when swimmers taper we don't even walk upstairs so i'm like thinking how am i gonna do this crossfit (laughs) thing i can't even and they're like you only have to do one rep to like get you know most of them was like one year i did i went to the gym it was so dumb like by myself at the cleveland state Uh rec center i did one double under and i'm like okay done (laughs) enter my score my score but anyway so what year was that I don't remember. I think because I was looking at your stats, like yeah. preparing for this, it was like 33,000 or like yeah. something like super low your first year. And I'm like, wow, she really made a lot of improvements. I've had a lot of comments on that. And I always tell people, I'm like, I didn't actually do the workouts because they're like, no way she got that good. Like yeah. you don't go from that place to whatever in the world. I'm like, well, you do when you don't do the workouts. Right. Oh, that's so funny. So that's I think so I did cool. that for two years. Like okay. I signed up with them and just kind of like yeah. had my name in the hat. And the one year they made it and I was... Um, I think that was 2014 because it was my senior year of okay. high school, or college. They made it to regionals as a team and they okay. were like trying to decide to put me on the team. I couldn't do a muscle up. <laughs> <laughs> they're like, we're just teach you a muscle up in yeah. a weekend. And I was like, no, it's okay. Like I haven't been training. Like put someone on the team who deserves this. Yeah. So I ended up being like the alternate and like okay. went and watched regionals in 2014. And then um, that summer is like when I really started like doing it more often. Okay. And I got into physical therapy school. Mm-hmm. So I had, I was moving and I'm like, oh no, I'm going to like, I need to find a new gym. And I'd like really liked the gym I was going yeah. to. Um, so once I decided to move to uh, confirm Dayton, cause mm-hmm. I was kind of going back and forth, Cleveland state mm-hmm. and Dayton decided on Dayton, started looking for gyms and found Centerville CrossFit right away. And okay. I think I went and visited the gym when I was like searching for apartments, mm-hmm. like, is this gym good? And yeah. kind of just dropped in and saw the place. So ended up joining it right away. And that was kind of when CrossFit took off. That's amazing. And now what, at what point or for how long were you doing it that you decided I want to try to actually compete in this Mm -hmm. sport? I think pretty much right after college in 2014, I knew I wanted to compete, but I wasn't sure at what level Okay, and like meaning like I wanted to do friendly competitions. I don't even know if I ever said like, Oh, I want to go to regionals at that point. It was just like, I'm pretty, I know I'm pretty good at CrossFit. Like, Mm -hmm. let's just do this and be, I don't know if I can do things and like not be competitive about it. So (laughs) that was my intention. Definitely nowhere near to the degree I'm at now. I don't, Mm -hmm. I didn't know that that was even a possibility. Mm -hmm. And I was starting physical therapy school, which was like super overwhelming. So I basically, I'm pretty sure my that first year of physical therapy school, I would be lucky to go to the gym three times a week Mm -hmm. because I was just so stressed about studying. And I didn't like, you learn time management throughout. Mm -hmm. I'm sure you understand that. Mm -hmm. Like you figure it out. Like, okay, it's not the end of the world that I have a test tomorrow. I can spend an hour at the gym. Right. I am going to feel better if I work out. Right. But at first you're like, Oh no, you're freaking out. Like, (laughs) I cannot get up from this chair until I know everything. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so that was the first semester. Yeah. Not at the gym very often. And then I think that was the first year I officially did the open. Okay. So what it, that would have been 2015. Okay. And I think I finished in the top 100. And I was like, okay, I wasn't even like training that hard yeah. or doing anything really to make yeah. myself good at this mm-hmm. other than showing up occasionally. Mm-hmm. So you I, were just doing classes at the gym at that point. Yeah. We had like an advanced group, which okay. did a little bit more than the regular class. Okay. And I tried to do most of it. But again, my like appearance rate was not very often. <laughs> so I can't say I followed it that yeah. strictly. And then I don't think we had a team or anything go to regionals that year. And then the following year, I kind of, I was a little bit more consistent the mm-hmm. following year, but still not like dedicating much time to it. Yeah. Um, 
more than like I tried not to miss the gym. That yeah. was pretty much the next year. Mm-hmm. And I think that year I was closer in the 50s in the region. Mm-hmm. And then we made a team that year. Okay. So you competed on the team at regionals. Yeah. And that was fun. Mm-hmm. We just didn't have a very good team. So it was kind of like at the end of the mm-hmm. weekend, I was like, well, that was fun. But I didn't like being like in last. Yeah. And my coach was like, well, how do you change that? Go as an individual. <laughs> right. And I was like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like a good plan. <laughs> Sounds like a great plan. So then I kind of like worked on training a little bit harder. Okay. It wasn't like, it was definitely more, more intentional. But again, I was still in PT school yeah. and it was still like a huge huge chunk of my life I think that was the last year that was the last year of school yeah so yeah that was the last year of school and then I so I did definitely like trained harder for it but I still wasn't sure what to expect right and made regionals that year but it was like the craziest time of my life I remember I qualified for regionals started my last clinical which mm-hmm. is you're working full-time yeah and then you have my, I had my boards in less than like two months oh my gosh I think my boards were April 20 something like okay, two weeks right, before regionals. regionals yeah so I was like I remember I was like on this super strict schedule I'd get up at like 5 a.m yeah and I'm a morning person so I have to study for two hours yeah and then I would go from the gym to like seven to nine mm-hmm. and then I would go straight to clinical from like 10 to 7 mm-hmm. get home at like 7 30 and go straight to bed do it again yeah it's crazy I remember <laughs> actually like the first year that I was like trying to compete in CrossFit when I was in undergrad and I was ch- scheduled to take my MCAT like right around the time of regionals. And I remember like literally coming into my coach's office one day because we were supposed to have like a competition at our gym, like a weekend competition. And I was like, I can't, like I need to just study this weekend. I need to catch up. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I don't think I can do this anymore. Like <clears throat> I'm not going to make it. Yeah. Like it's just too much. And then of course he was like, calm down, just take the weekend <laughs> off. You'll feel better when you study. And then of course it all worked it's out. It's like one but, test that you're freaking out about. Right. <laughs> it's just crazy. But it is. It, it's, I mean, what was that like for you in that That's year? Right. Because, or in that, even that time frame? because it's, I mean, it's, you did it. Yeah. You did, but like looking back on it, like, I mean, it what was hard. Reflections? It was really hard. I mean, it definitely, I'm a super dedicated person once I set my mind mm-hmm. to something. So I was, the schedule, the regimen schedule wasn't so much that bothered me. Mm-hmm. It was just panicking of like, am I doing enough? Yeah. Mostly with studying. Like mm-hmm. I was excited to go to regionals and I wasn't like super concerned about showing up and yeah. like making a name for myself. So mm-hmm. the, it was mostly like, yes, I have to get to the gym. I know it's going to take two hours. Mm-hmm. So I have to get my studying in, in this amount of time. And like, mm-hmm. sometimes I would study and be like, did I, did I study anything? Right. Did I do anything did good? Anything stick. Yeah. And then the <laughs> test is like a month away and I'm yeah. like, oh my gosh, I know nothing. Like maybe I should not go to regionals and like hammer it out on studying. Right. Cause if I fail this test, like what, it, it's not worth it. Yeah. Like to take my boards again. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it was insane. I definitely doubted myself a lot with the studying, but definitely. And but then probably you, you would have doubted yourself regardless. Right. Like, if I would have studied thing. more, you would have. I would have felt the same way. Right. That's the thing about board exams. They're just... and the board and the boards are so hard. Like, no matter what I would have studied, I still wouldn't have known the questions I didn't know. Right. And you still <laughs> would have walked out of it being like, "Wow, that was definitely uh, failed. terrible." Yeah. <laughs> but it all works out in the end. So <laughs> they always fine. tell you if you think you passed, you're in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> right. I don't know why that is. It's like no, so either. silly. You think they'd find a better balance? You're like feel like you're in jail that day. Yeah, it's awful. <laughs> oh my gosh, do you have to take them again? Is it like every ten no, years or something? No, no, no. Or we no, just have just to once. do like okay. continuing education hours, okay, which is good. not too bad. Yeah, just, I'm like almost there. I just took my third step exam so I can get my 
license, but now I'll have my family medicine boards next year. And then I'm done for 10 years. And I'm like, I'm Ten just years. so happy You're not to have to take, to take another board exam. <laughs> like, it's just the worst. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I mean, I, I feel like very similar. I can relate to like Gosh. during first year of med school, like that's how my life was where I was like, I know I want to go to the games, but, and this is like what it's going to take for me to get there. And like the regimented schedule of feeling like you literally have no life mm -hmm. outside of, you know, yeah, sleep, eat, train, study, like that's it. And, um, I think at some point it caught up with me. Like, I don't think it would have been sustainable right, for right. many years, but you always have that doubt in your mind of like, even now I look back sometimes and I'm like, gosh, it, what if I had laid a better foundation in med school? Like, would I be a better doctor now? Mm -hmm. Like right. maybe like you, you can always look back and ask those questions. <laughs> right. But yeah, um, I think about that too. Cause the first two years of PT school when I basically like CrossFit was a wash, I'm like, man, yeah. I wasted like two years of right. that could have been better training, right. but I was just, but I also look back too, and I think like in undergrad, so my, I didn't do any college sports in my first two years of undergrad, I was basically like going to the school gym or drop, dropping into like boot camp classes or whatever. And I would work out, but that's literally all I did. And the rest of my time I was studying, mm -hmm. I became like a freak about mm -hmm. school and I was so unbalanced. <laughs> and then once I found CrossFit, I was kind of treating it like a college sport. Like I was doing double sessions. I would go like do all this extra training. I was studying less. My grades were the same, mm -hmm. but I was like so yeah. much more of a balanced yeah. person. So that I think it does force you to have that I think, balance. I think it was towards the end of my, my second year wasn't as intense in PT school. So mm -hmm. you kind of learn to find the balance then. And then once I got to the third year, I was like, well, I made it work in second year. So like I'm, I have a test tomorrow and yeah. I'm going to the gym yeah. is okay. Cause normally that was like not an option. Right. Like why, how could I possibly spend two hours at the gym when I have a test a in test the morning? Tomorrow. Yeah. It does. It forces you to be more efficient. I'm sure you experienced that with like with swimming in college, oh, yeah. you know? Right. And, and I much... think that's a lot of like when you're trying, I'm sure med school is the same. Like when you interview for PT school, it's really intense mm -hmm. with like, how is your time management? Mm -hmm. Like prove to us that you can make it through this program because mm -hmm. we're not going to, we don't want to pick people that are going to fail. Yeah. So I, that was a big thing for me because I was like, well, I have almost all A's and I've been swimming yeah. and we travel every weekend and like you know I was Keep like up. the girl studying in my bathroom with the door closed <laughs> <laughs> to try and get stuff done when I had a break <laughs> I made it work whatever it takes yeah <laughs> you got there I couldn't study on the bus so I had to like oh, I would get yeah. car sick or something like it yeah, was terrible that's, and that's it was just tough. distracting I mean you're on a bus with like 50 yeah. guys and girls like it's a disaster that's so, so I would always plan ahead and study like a crazy person and mm -hmm. then just know that the weekend we, we traveled mm -hmm. was going to be a complete wash, mm -hmm. which made it hard. <laughs> yeah. Gosh, that's amazing. Um, okay. So you put this kind of more intentional focus, your last year of PT school, you have this crazy time. You go to regionals without any high expectations, but mm -hmm. what was that experience like? Kind of your first individual yeah. experience. It was crazy. I mean, it's still like thinking back is so weird, like not to be starstruck, but seeing everyone, you know, you're mm -hmm. like in the meetings, like all these people that you've yeah. been watching. Cause I've been watching CrossFit for years, watched you compete. Yeah. And like, it's just, then you, all of a sudden you're like standing next to these people and it's like, Oh my gosh, right. this is insane. Like I'm doing the same thing as them. It's so crazy. that like getting over that was hard. Mm -hmm. And then, I mean, I've loved competing. So like the actual competition part was always fun for me. I've never liked, no one likes to compete and not do well. So mm -hmm. like, and that year regionals of course was the year that we had the two workouts that were like essentially the same thing 21 15 9 of the 
ring dips and muscle ups. Oh, yes. Which are, t- yeah. I'm terrible at muscle ups, getting better, but like muscle ups are on. the worst for me. And yeah. I'm like, this workout's the same thing. Yeah. Like, this is too awful your workouts for me. Yeah. So that was not fun just because I'm out there like trying mm-hmm. to get through. 21 muscle ups was for at that time was like that's 21 <laughs> that is a lot i can't yeah. do that many and then the ring depths i was like great <laughs> just add here we go again fire yeah so those two workouts made it hard uh, i can't remember what other ones oh we did the the one on the air runner with the vest on oh yeah that and it was like awful. super hot in nashville that year was that the murph yeah okay and so that I mean it was a fun like that's typically a workout that I would look at and be yeah. like that looks really fun yeah but I remember like for some reason I was like on the air runner and I was like felt like I was overheating like yeah. I wanted to get my vest off because <laughs> it was so hot but they told us like strictly like if you mess with your vest we're gonna think you're distressed and you're gonna be done you're going to like, just be don't play with your vest oh, and I'm gosh. like oh, I can't breathe uh, but yeah that I remember those two workouts were were hard because that was the first day I think mm-hmm. um and then I don't remember. There's other one I missed. Oh, I did decent. I mean, decent for me. And like the, there was like a dumbbell walking lunge one with wall balls and stuff. And I was like, oh, this is fun. Like you kind of get the hang of it. You're like, okay, like you can do kind of like figure out how to push yourself out there. Like in that environment. Right. It's weird at first, Mm -hmm. like trying to figure out where you should be and Mm -hmm. not worrying about everyone else. Mm -hmm. And the first year you're kind of all caught up in what everyone else is doing. You start doing things that are totally different than you would normally do. Like this person's better than me. I can't be going as fast as them or like you play these games with yourself and it's so silly. And I think um, by the time I got to the last day, the last workout I was excited about because I, I'm super strong and like mm-hmm. they had this, we had a sandbag mm-hmm. and it was like assault bike sprint, which I'm good yes, on the bike I that. and then burpee box jump overs, which isn't ideal for me, but it wasn't enough to like mm-hmm. slow me down too much. And I remember I got off the bike and like no one else was getting off the bike and I was like, <laughs> oh no, did I do something wrong? <laughs> <laughs> like Amanda Barnhart's going to the box jump overs and I ended up getting like seventh place in that workout, uh, like overall. overall. And I think I was in yeah. heat one. So yeah. it was like it held up over the other yeah. heats. And like that feeling of crossing the finish line first and all that. Mm-hmm. I was like, this is so fun. Like that was fun. Like and gives and it, you the confidence to know like who cares who all these other people are. Like I can still right. be out here and compete right. with them. I can do well. Like yeah. I can get top 10 in a workout and it's possible. Mm-hmm. So it was like, I think it, w- it worked out really well that it was the last workout because mm-hmm. it kind of like fueled my fire. And I was like, wow, that was fun. Like yeah. I had a lot of fun out there. I want to be in that final heat next year. Like, mm-hmm. so we walked away like being like, I'm getting back to that final heat next okay. year. Okay. That yeah. was your goal. Yeah. So what that was the goal? <laughs> what was your training like then after that regionals going into the next year, which was leading into the 2018 season? Yeah. So I, so I had just taken my boards and I was like, hadn't had a job yet. And my coach was like, so if you take a job, like if you want to train full time, yeah. you cannot take a full time job. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, great. This is going to sound awesome to the world of physical therapy. Like, right. I just went to school for seven years to get my doctorate of Pass physical my therapy. Boards. <laughs> I'm going to work part time. <laughs> like I was embarrassed to tell people that, like, especially friends yeah. of in yeah. school, like, oh, you're running a job. I'm going to work part time. They're like, what? Which is like so crazy that our society <laughs> is like that. Right. Because yeah. there's so many reasons like, you know, maybe I mean, I know plenty of women who 
or like having babies or just had baby and they were like i'm gonna work part-time for a while mm-hmm. but it's so looked down upon yeah it was that like you could have any other interests outside of your work right <laughs> and it was like so number one i had to say out loud that i wanted to work part-time and yeah. number two i had to say i wanted to work part-time so i could train for the crossfit games mm-hmm. which was scary for me to say out That's loud a big too. Goal. like yeah. to admit that like at first i remember i told my mom i was like we're not telling people like i'm working <laughs> part-time but like don't like mention don't the crossfit games too there. much like this is just i'm gonna start working on crossfit a little bit more <laughs> to see what happens like we don't need to yeah. make an announcement to the world <laughs> um, it's like not gonna go in the christmas card right. <laughs> so i did i did work part-time um and just trained as much as i could in between mm-hmm. i think i was working like 25 30 hours a week dependent mm-hmm. some weeks i worked more some some weeks were strictly 20 yeah as we got closer to the um regionals and mm-hmm. open and stuff i tried to be more closer to 20 just because i know that like recovery and all that mattered yeah um, my programming did not really change. I followed comp. Tra- I think mm-hmm. I had started following comp train that year before slightly at the, g- cause our gym okay. started following it. So then I started following like the regular, the other track. Okay. And so, yeah, that year I just strictly followed regional comp train mm-hmm. from like summer mm-hmm. until, and they, they taper you for the open yeah. and all of that. Um, and I have a coach who helps me on, like we change stuff if we need to. Mm-hmm. And, um, he does my nutrition mm-hmm. and all. So I think the year, when did we really change my nutrition? Cause that was kind of a big part. I think that was the year before. Oh no, it was after regionals that year. He was okay. like, you know, like you're lean, but that, mm-hmm. that was a huge difference w- yeah. between me and a lot of the girls out there. I think I weighed like 165, maybe okay. a little bit less, but around there. Mm-hmm. He's like, we need to definitely like lose some weight mm-hmm. and then really hit this regionals programming hard. Mm-hmm. So that summer I cut weight a little mm-hmm. bit i mean it was slow over time i probably yeah. lost like three pounds over the summer <laughs> <laughs> cut weight but <laughs> in a smart healthy right. way <laughs> i don't want people to think i like lost a ton of weight yeah. i did over time it yeah. happened from like probably june until regionals mm-hmm. i was probably still losing weight yeah because once you're consistent like mm-hmm. that you can keep adding food and losing yeah. weight it's crazy how it works but yeah so we cut me a little bit and slowly started increasing food and i think the it was amazing because like the more food he would give me, mm-hmm. the more I would lose weight. Mm-hmm. And like now we look back and laugh about it because he's like, look, we'll like look at the chart of yeah. like, look, your weight just kept going down. I'm yeah. like, I think it's because I was more compliant when I had more food. <laughs> <laughs> right. I was a little like, bit. I didn't cheat nicer. every week because I had enough food. So I was satisfied. Yeah. And I was like so focused on the goal of like yeah. mostly that my training would suffer the next day if I ate like crap because I would wake up feeling like I had a hangover Mm -hmm. from eating something you know eating a burger and Mm -hmm. fries and ice cream or something and be like oh my gosh not worth it I can't work out now (laughs) (laughs) so that was a huge change just like kind of changing my lifestyle in general like I really focused on sleep more Mm -hmm. I totally changed my mindset about food Mm -hmm. and watched my body change in the process. And it was just cool to like see the results happen. Mm -hmm. And I knew I was getting better at CrossFit during that time, but you, you know, when you're in the gym by yourself, I I trained with Jen Osborne Mm -hmm. a lot most days Mm -hmm. and you still have no idea how much better you're getting. Right. Until you put yourself out there and test it. So pretty much just worked super hard and worked as little as possible from then until the open. And Mm -hmm. then I think the first week of the open, it was funny. I did the workout and like I did decent, but I didn't know. You never know what to think, okay, we'll right? Stack up, yeah. So we're like, okay, it's the first week. Like we're going to redo the workout. Yeah. So, like <laughs> redid the workout 
and Monday night when the leaderboard, everything finishes, I moved up one place. And we were like, <laughs> I went from second in the region to first. And we were like, okay, hmm. I don't think we needed to redo that workout. <laughs> good lesson to learn. <laughs> lesson learned. We're not redoing the rest. <laughs> and I think we're doing pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> Things are working. Yeah. So it was cool. I think like maybe because we at this point still had not really talked about the games yeah. at all yeah and like whenever my regional. friends would bring it up it would be like stop like mm-hmm. we're not talking about that we're focusing on like what we're doing yeah um but the goal originally was like being the final heat like, yeah that was it yeah um and then i think maybe the third week of the open my coach like takes me in his office and he's like we need to talk about the games. <laughs> and I was like, oh, I'm going to throw up. <laughs> like, I don't want to talk about this. Because, oh, yeah. like, when he says it, it makes things it real makes it for real. me. Yeah. Because, like, my friends had mentioned it. And, yeah. obviously, it's crossed my mind. Like, wow, this is actually a possibility this year. Right. Like, crazy. But for him to say it, it makes – it puts pressure on. Yeah. It makes it, like, a reality that it is a true possibility. Mm-hmm. Um. Then, uh, so then he told that this was the worst because he was like, oh, we're going to, we're going to have to buy tickets for the games after the open. <laughs> and I was like, I want to kill you right now. <laughs> like no pressure, but, He's like, yeah, everyone's but gonna come, but so. they're not gonna be able to come if we don't buy them now. Like when the gym gets yeah, the, the like advanced ticket yeah. sales so he's like you gotta and i was like i don't want to i have to ask people if they want tickets to the crossfit games before i qualify great <laughs> oh that's awful so this was like m- the same idea as me yeah. training for the games and not wanting to tell anyone i yeah. basically told my parents and like my two best friends and i was like no one else is coming because i'm yeah. not like announcing this right i refuse to talk about it <laughs> so he like had bought those few tickets and uh-huh. like basically didn't talk about it anymore and yeah after the open, I think I finished, I was 27th in the world, maybe. So. That's incredible. And we were like, okay, so then. And you won the region, right? Or you were uh, in I the was second. Second, okay. Yeah. But I didn't move the whole, I think I was first the first week and mm-hmm. moved to second and stayed there stayed the whole there. time, which was crazy because the year yeah. before I was like 17th or 18th, like barely squeaked in. Yeah. Um, so that was when I tried to change my mindset. Like, okay, according to the open, you are mm-hmm. good enough to go to the CrossFit mm-hmm. Games. So don't act like you're not yeah like, try to have the mindset that if everything goes according to plan mm-hmm. and you do well at regionals you should be going to the CrossFit Games right. it's not going to be a huge surprise to you right because I don't I don't like like everyone's like were you surprised I was like we well, yeah, a surprise if the open but then after that I went into regionals almost you had like, the confidence the confidence of saying like yeah I should make it mm-hmm. as opposed to like oh I might mm-hmm. like which is huge because it's hard as you've kind of mentioned to like put yourself out there and be vulnerable and say, yeah, I want to do this. Mm-hmm. And I think it's possible. But at the same time, if you don't make that leap, it's going to change the way you perform at regionals because you're like, you said, you, you don't see actually someone, believe it. Yeah. You see someone creeping ahead of you and you're like, Oh, that's, that's she's okay. Better than she's me. better than me. And yeah. then you don't, you know, you don't perform up to your potential. Right. So it's amazing that you had the insight to kind of make that mindset shift. I mean, it was hard. Open. It was definitely hard. Like knowing that I think mm-hmm. I was like ranked between in the, once they combine the regions, like Jessica Griffith and Brooke Wells. Yeah. And I was like, holy cow. I'm like right in between these two. Like this is insane. Yeah. But I just kept trying to tell myself like, you're good enough. Yeah. Like you earned this spot. Like just because people don't know your name doesn't mean that you're not yeah deserving of the spot. So where did you learn that mindset? Was it from all your years of competing in sports or? I don't know. I think it was just like, <sighs> 
Yeah. Me, I think just trying to convince myself, I know that if I don't have confidence, I don't do well Mm -hmm. and I'm never great at having confidence, but I also have really high expectations for myself. Mm -hmm. So it's not any pressure that like anyone puts on me. It's everything I put on myself. Mm -hmm. It's funny because we had conversations before regionals, like my parents and stuff like everyone is rooting for you, Amanda. Like (laughs) everyone is so excited. I'm like, that's great. Like I really appreciate it, but it doesn't, it doesn't change the pressure that I put on myself. And my mom's like, yeah, I know that's how you are like mm-hmm. I just put so much like I once I knew I was good enough I was like mm-hmm. well you should qualify like it was an mm-hmm. expectation mm-hmm. that I put on myself and I think that helps like so then I don't feel like I'm letting other people down right it's just it's all, right and and it's it, you can appreciate that support but you're not feeling like I don't rely like, on it but it's right. awesome to have it and it's mm-hmm. it's amazing but it's it's not like I think if you rely on other people then mm-hmm. you're gonna have the fear of letting them down right and that's not a good way to function, especially in. Also, doesn't get feel good to feel like you're letting yourself down, but at least right. you can, right. you can you beat yourself up a little that. bit. And yeah. like, okay, I tried. Yeah, <laughs> that's good. Okay, so you go into regionals and you are confident. You're believing in yourself. You start off the weekend in the first heat. Oh, what was that whole weekend? Gosh, like? I think it was. It worked out really well that that workout was kind of like a slow and painful, mm-hmm. like easier way into it not like a guns out of blazing mm-hmm. i think that would have been harder for me to like get right into hard yeah. crossfit right away it was like oh you get to row three thousand meters and i got off the rower pretty fast and then like messed up my double unders a million times and <laughs> i had been running on the air runner though comp train um does a great job of programming like okay. all of that stuff so i think i ran on the air runner twice a week since like September oh, so wow. I was so like really oh I got there. as much as I don't want to run on the air right. runner for three miles I feel pretty good about it yeah so once I got on the air runner and you, you still have no idea though you feel like everyone's running slow when you're on those things <laughs> oh my like, gosh they're awful <laughs> like I don't feel like I'm running any faster than any of these other girls yeah. or maybe slower who knows but it was nice they had that like they moved the little chess piece okay so it was like a little goal. You're like, yes, I made it to 0.25. Right. Break it up into small <laughs> And pieces. you could kind of see where you were. And I think I would like pretty quickly settled into third place mm-hmm. in that heat. And I just held on to it. And yeah, that, that definitely helped having like that workout under my belt being like, okay, you're, you're in third still. Mm-hmm. Like I went in ranked second and got third in that workout. And it helped a lot for me to be like, okay, this is real. Mm-hmm. Like this is happening. Like you are in the top five right yeah. now after the first workout. So it definitely helped set the mindset for the whole weekend Mm -hmm. yeah it's awesome and then when did you was there any point in the weekend where you started to feel like okay this is happening like I'm going to the games or did you not let yourself even Um, think that until it was over well the second workout did not go well for me um I ended up finishing pretty decent in it but like how the workout actually went Mm -hmm. um for me being such a strong athlete it should be a workout I should have done a lot better Mm -hmm. in but I never really bench press. <laughs> and yeah, it's just not as cool. It's, it's not cool. <laughs> and I realized that my technique is awful. <laughs> I think I did, when they announced the workout, I did it one time. Okay. And it like hurt my shoulders. Because I remember Probably my coach so was like, sore. do you want to yeah. do the 135? And I was like, yeah, I'll be fine. <laughs> did the 135 for all the reps and yeah. like did a pretty decent time. Yeah. But it like murdered my shoulder. Mm-hmm. So I couldn't even bench. Like the next two weeks, I didn't bench at all. I was Gosh. like, well, we're just going to bench at regional. I was it. like, yeah. hope it's all good. We'll be fine. Mm-hmm. I would like do like the barbell to like make sure I still yeah. like knew how to do it, but nothing heavy. Cause every time I did, my shoulder would hurt uh-huh. and we get to that workout and I was so nervous about the bench press cause yeah. I just knew I wasn't good at it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> they had like that 
I don't, whatever that rogue thing is. And it had like the straps in front. Yeah. And I've never used anything like that. Yeah, it looked kind of. And my setup is awful since I'm not good at bench press. So I'm like taking the bar off and like all over the place. Yeah. And I kept hitting something. Every Mm. time I would go down to bench, it would like ricochet. Oh. And my bar would go crooked and it would like pin me. And then (laughs) I'd like somehow strict press it off my chest. Like. Okay, there's a rep. Like almost every rep was You're like doing that. like three times the work. Yeah, so stupid. And I couldn't figure out what I was doing wrong. And mm-hmm. my judge was so cool. He was. I was like, "What am I doing? Like, what am I hitting?" Yeah. And he's like, "You're hitting the front thing. You need to scoot back." Uh-huh. So I think I was just like pulling the bar so far ahead because I had previously had issues with hitting the top. Oh, thing. So okay. I was like, when you're in a different yeah rack. yeah going too far the other way. So my I mean I would get to, I think the first I was in like dead last of the first bench press. Mm-hmm. So I remember I like ran back out. And held on to the bar for the squat cleans. Yeah. And I heard the announcer go, oh, Amanda Barnhart's holding on to the squat clean. She's going to regret that later. And I was like, <laughs> I have to catch up. <laughs> I'm dead last right now. I don't have an option. Like, trust me, I'm getting plenty of rest on the bench press. I'll be fine. <laughs> like I was doing singles practically. Yeah. So, and I remember like I was got back to the bench and it, the second set basically went just as bad. And I was like, oh, I started getting like tears in my eyes. Yeah. And I was like, oh my gosh. And then I was like, had that moment where I was like, I'm going to, like, I wanted to give up. Yeah. Like, and then I was like, if you give up right now, you are not going to the CrossFit Games. Mm-hmm. Like, it's over. Mm-hmm. So I just, like, kept chipping away at that bench press and, like, literally flew through the squat cleans and deadlifts mm-hmm. to try to catch up. And I somehow ended, ended like, seventh place in that workout. Wow. Like, it was insane. I remember I walked off the floor and my coach was like, I'm so proud of you. Like, you <laughs> held it together. And I was like, I almost lost it. But that's like, what, I mean, that's what makes or breaks, like, someone who's going to be competitive in the sport is, like, someone who can have that adversity and then right. get themselves together and right. pull And through. he said, he's like, last year you would have cracked in that moment. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, a lot has changed. That's it was, amazing. It, so that was, like, I mean, a lot of people ask me about the events I win and mm-hmm. won and stuff like that. But, like, that was the turning point for me because I was mm-hmm. like, okay, you, like, really overcame that that mm-hmm. huge struggle that, you wanted to quit so bad you were Mm -hmm. seriously out there failing Mm -hmm. and you got through the workout Mm -hmm. and managed to not drop a place so yeah that's amazing yeah it was really really cool and then what was it like after the last workout when you crossed the finish line did you know at that point that you had qualified yeah so after um the first workout I won it was like super surreal like Mm -hmm. oh my god I want to work out like that's insane yeah and then like going into the first one on Sunday, my coach was like, you can win this one. Like you're really good with the dumbbell step overs. Mm-hmm. And like, that's the whole workout. Mm-hmm. And I remember I like got on the assault bike, like last, cause I kept getting no reps on my handstand pushups. <laughs> and I'm like, it's over. I'm, not, <laughs> I'm definitely not, <laughs> not over. Like I still thought I was in qualifying position, yeah. but like, I'm like, okay, I'm not going to win this workout. But then I got to the dumbbell box step overs and won that workout. And I was like, this is insane. Like, wow. holy cow. I won yeah. two workouts in a row. And the last workout I was excited about because I, love heavy thrusters Mm -hmm. if it would have been a light thruster it would not have been exciting about it (laughs) but i was and he was like i think you can win this one too like don't don't just like cruise it because this is the last one like you just have to do decently well to qualify Mm because i was pretty safely in third place i think at that point i was like oh no i'm not like i'm gonna try and win Mm -hmm. like why would i not at this point um yeah so i i think i knew that I had qualified going into that workout. Mm-hmm. Like I knew unless something really, really, really bad, bad happens. Yeah. So it was a different feeling going mm-hmm. into that one, but I wanted to prove even more that like you I deserved, deserved it. I deserved it and mm-hmm. that I wasn't just strong and, you know, good at random things mm-hmm. that I could also climb a rope and, you know, I just to prove it a little bit more. So I was, it was insane feeling. I was like, I remember crossing the fish and I'm like, holy cow. <laughs> <laughs> 
It's amazing. It was all worth it. All right. The, you know, the working part time and all the right. other sacrifices you made and changes to your lifestyle. It's right. incredible. I think that was my biggest fear was that um, because when I worked part time, my husband was like, yeah, like, I mean, I had a loan payment because I went to school for seven years. So I'm like, he's like, just work enough to pay your loans and the rest I can handle. Wow. So he, um, he actually has a really hard job. (laughs) So he works for, um, a, a branch of GM. They like make the big engines that go in GM trucks. Mm -hmm. So sometimes he'll work like 30 days straight without a day off. Wow. Insane. So he's working like crazy and I'm training for the CrossFit games and I'm like, if I don't make the games and he's like working his butt off. Yeah. I mean, his job's like that regardless if I was working full (laughs) full time, his job would still be that crazy, but it just made me feel so good. More responsibility. Oh my gosh. I have to like make this worth it for him that, you know, I'm not helping contribute to our daily finances and just to do CrossFit. Like (laughs) that's amazing. Yeah. That's so cool. Um, so then all of a sudden, you know, you catch a lot of people's attention at regionals. You're winning workouts like people had never heard of you before. What was that period of time like between regionals and the games um, training? I know you went out and trained um, at CrossFit New England for a period. Like, what was that? I always used to think that that was the most fun time of the year was like between regionals and the games. So you made it and now you can just like train as hard as possible mm-hmm. and it was, and I, I think since everyone had said that, I've heard that so many times, yeah. probably from people like you. Um, I was like, well, this is going to, and especially because it's summer, I think yeah. that makes it more it's fun. It's so true. You can be outside, yeah, especially I, living in the Midwest. I mean, I was like, like, every, by the end of the summer, everyone was like, you're so tan. I'm like, I work outside all day. Like, <laughs> <laughs> what do you expect? I go on runs. I go on yeah. swims. I go move sandbags. <laughs> like, it's, it was a lot of fun. And like, I had... Like my coach would work out with me like once a day, just like if it was a workout that he didn't mm-hmm. really need to coach me through just to have yeah. someone moving next to me. Yeah. My husband would do one with me. Mm-hmm. Jen would do stuff with me. So I was just Always trying to pull people in yeah. for part of it. Anybody? I have like four workouts today. Who wants to do one? <laughs> like, right, I need a volunteer. Like my husband will do one and then he's like, I'm done. I am done. <laughs> or, we, and he'll, or he'll be like, I'll do it if we can use the same weight. I'm like, <laughs> fine. <laughs> but then I get mad if he beats me. Yeah, I know. It's the worst. <laughs> like if he beats me with the same weight i'm like okay i guess he deserved to win but yeah at the same time i just don't like losing (laughs) (laughs) yeah but it was awesome the training was awesome um just there was still pressure but different pressure Mm -hmm. like you're you've already made it to the top 40 in the world so you're Mm -hmm. like okay this is so cool yeah like you're you're fit Mm -hmm. um and that that also helped too like it kind of like because i said before during the year when you're training you're like am i good enough like am i doing so then after regionals it kind of helped me feel more confident in my training Mm -hmm. like you know obviously you don't kill it every single day and Mm -hmm. you're not going max effort in everything you Mm -hmm. do but i knew that if i was pushing myself hard I was fit, so I was doing. I was doing okay. Yeah. Like I was pushing myself hard enough to where I felt like that was That's that was the all most I, you can get. Yeah, yeah, that was the most I had, and I knew now like that was enough. Mm-hmm. So it, it kind of brought a little bit of peace, I think, because before that it was like, man, am I enough? Like yeah. is this is good enough. Like you never, you just didn't know. Yeah. Um. So then I think I enjoyed training more because mm-hmm. I was less stressed about like, am I good enough? I'm like, mm-hmm. okay, you're good enough. Now you just want to like show up and be good right as opposed to being worried about it Mm -hmm. um and then yeah we got the invite from ben to come to boston Mm -hmm. which was awesome i took mitch with me who's Mm -hmm. my coach and we had like a whole weekend of training we did like active recovery swimming on Mm -hmm. thursday and then did like 
this blue hills they call it blue hills but it's I actually a, so many it's rumors about actually a mountain in my opinion <laughs> it looks very steep <laughs> it was funny when he was telling us about it because camille was there that weekend mm-hmm. and he's like camille you're gonna think it is a hill because you live in colorado <laughs> and he's like amanda you're gonna think it's a mountain because you live in ohio, <laughs> in ohio. <laughs> and i was like yeah i've never climbed anything like this before <laughs> but it was fun it was just nice to get to know some people because mm-hmm. i had like met jess in yeah um brooke at regionals but you don't you don't talk that right much it's a very regionals. different environment than kind of yeah. training and getting so it's nice that. to get to like meet katrin and hang out with camille and just like get to know them mm-hmm. so then it made it going into the games less intimidating like yeah. all these girls that you don't know yeah and then the you pressure. Have some people you know you can talk to and- right you walk in and you don't feel completely mm-hmm. like i don't know a soul like yeah. just stand in the corner by yourself because i'm pretty sure that's how i felt the first year of regionals i was like yeah in the corner not talking to a single person except my coach like it was right. terrible it seems like everyone knows each other and you're like oh, how is everyone best doing friends? Here? yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> like as soon as i started doing well at regionals this year like everyone was talking to me I'm like, interesting this is interesting i have friends now <laughs> is this how this works oh, oh gosh um oh. so then can you talk a little bit about your experience at the games was it looking back are you happy with how things went Um, What are some of the reflections that you have from that experience? Uh, I'm definitely happy. I don't think you can be mad about 15th place your first year. Definitely. I wanted to be top 10 really Mm -hmm. bad. Like that was my original goal. And Mm -hmm. I think that it could have been feasible if I would have done better in certain workouts. Mm -hmm. But, you know, you can't go back and have regrets about that. Right. Um, Overall, what did we start with? Oh, my gosh, that bike race. (laughs) (laughs) That looked so scary. I hated that. But I'm so apparently during all my childhood of Uh sports, I never rode a bike. Oh, no. That one. If it had been ballet, you would have been fine. (laughs) My mom said I had no interest every time that she was like, you want to ride a bike? I was like, no, you're like busy flipping in the front yard doing gymnastics. Like now I totally regret that decision. Yeah. And I got in a biking accident when I was like, uh, under the age of 10 and I think it kind of scarred me and she yeah. said I never really like wanted to bike anymore needless to say didn't bike much okay before the games my husband and I got we got road bikes okay like a year before because mm-hmm. he just thought it would be fun and like we rode them occasionally yeah. I wasn't super into it still never really liked biking mm-hmm. like I don't even like going to a spin class because I'm just like this isn't fun I, I'm the same way I, I don't know if it's a gymnast thing but I like as soon as I get on the bike and start pedaling, like my legs are burning. Yeah. No matter same. how fast I'm going. I'm like, I always I look around can't. and I'm like, are people cheating? Like, do they have their damper set lower? Yeah. And I just don't know it because I feel That's like I feel. my legs are cramping. I went to one of those um, soul cycle classes and I was like, I'm just going to like turn this down a little bit and not tell anyone. You feel like you're cheating. You're like, I'm such a failure. I turned, I didn't turn it two and a half. Like yeah. she said, I turned it one and a half. Yeah. Yeah. That's what my whole experience with biking has been. So I just never really did it and then when we got the road bikes we did it a few times okay and i don't remember why but everyone thought that there was gonna be mountain biking at the Mm. games so we started mountain biking in the in the spring like right after regionals Mm -hmm. like we would go to these trails and mountain bike Mm -hmm. and like mountain biking is super hard and if you can't ride a bike it's not fun at all it's dangerous yeah the very first time i did it i was like i don't ever want to do that again like (laughs) i basically thought i was just like going over rocks trying not to die the whole time and walking my bike up the hills because it's really hard to like go over roots and turn Mm -hmm. and go up a hill so i did that for like the first couple of weeks of training and then Mm -hmm. he announced the road bike and i'm like Mm -hmm. oh gosh i should probably do this yeah so i needless to say did not have much practice on a bike Mm -hmm. going into that workout knew it wasn't going to be great Mm -hmm. but 
this the corners just scared me so i would like slow down like yeah. a ton and then i would just sprint the straightaways yeah. and by the end of it my i think is lap seven i like died so hard i was like <laughs> doing pretty good i think i was in like 20th place yeah. for me it was like pretty good uh-huh. i'm like i'll be so happy if i get top 20 in this yeah. biking workout and then i died so bad at lap seven <laughs> i think i got like 27th in the workout and like my quads were cramping the rest of the night like oh i was warming up for the <laughs> the total yeah and i was like every time i would like Ex- totally extend my knee uh-huh. at the top of my back squat my quad would like spasm up i'm oh, like gosh. okay you're just not gonna like extend yeah. your knee that far <laughs> you you're don't just, need to go that far just gonna stand up because <laughs> sometimes you how you just squeeze your yeah. quads at the top of the squat yeah i was like i have to stop doing that i was like chugging water like, oh, what's the gosh. problem it was not a dehydration issue it was just the fact that i had biked not so had dang hard yeah yeah really put it all out there um oh yeah we had the muscle ups that day that was a bad workout oh, yeah. for me we knew that was gonna be bad though we were like Let's, let's be positive about this and yeah. just the fact that like you're bad at ring muscle ups and it's the only thing in the workout yeah. like at least it's not paired with something you're good at right. so take the hit He'll get you to do those things later right take the hit by itself yeah. i think i got like la- tied for last place in that workout okay. um the, the rings were like freaking flying all over the place oh, really? was it, it was, outside yeah it was super okay. windy i remember like you drop and the ring would be like flying over. like how am i gonna get that <laughs> oh my gosh you like wasted so much time just like <laughs> chasing the rings uh I yeah think I that can stuff, jump now. that time adds up so fast right and next thing you know like time's up and i'm at like 23 muscle yeah. ups i'm like what the heck just happened um yeah so that was oh yeah with a row oh my gosh i like blacked oh, that the out row. i know there's this <laughs> this year's games was just we had so four much. workouts it was crazy insane yeah what the, was the row like what is the farthest you'd ever rode prior to that uh i think a 10k okay yeah, and I didn't like it. Yeah, I was like, so this what is was not that fun. Like, I was, it was. I think I was in shock at first. Yeah, like this isn't happening. Like right. I can't even comprehend how much that is because I've only done a ten k. Yeah. So like being around, I was at dinner with Camille. While mm-hmm. I was sitting at the same table as her when they announced it, and she was really upset. I can. <laughs> as soon as that workout came out, that's the first person I thought of. I was like, oh god, poor Camille. She said that. After, did you do the half marathon? Oh, no, that, that was the year that I took off, twenty thirteen. Oh my gosh. So I've never road that much ever okay. in my life <laughs> well she said that that was the worst her body has ever felt ever <laughs> oh. after the half marathon and she was like curled up in a ball like crying in the shower after oh so i'm like because her body was just hurting so bad. Yeah. I'm like, oh my gosh like i can't even comprehend that we have to do that twice yeah and i think all day i just kind of like didn't like, like i remember we really sat to down to it. strategize <laughs> on tuesday with my coach and i was like i really don't want to talk about this and he's like well we have to <laughs> i'm like but i really don't I'd rather just not think about <laughs> like, it. Like, we're going to talk about some pace that I may or may not be able to hold. Mm-hmm. And I, I just don't want to, like, even go there. Yeah. So, we had co- we talked about it very briefly. And, it was like, and then we moved on. Because it was like, okay, you're either going to be able to hold it or you're not. Yeah. Um, but I remember thinking that, like, immediately into it, I was so thirsty. And I was like, <laughs> oh, no. Well, I have three more hours. <laughs> <laughs> and I had all these drinks. But, yeah. like, anytime you would take a drink, someone would catch you. Yeah. It was terrible. Like, I don't know how people got off their rowers because I felt like I took a drink and I was still like trying to yeah. do the one arm row. Like yeah. you're probably barely moving, but at least, at least you're a, keeping the momentum. a few meters. Yeah. I would like chug some water and I would like, you could, we could see on our screens. Yeah. So like at. someone behind me by 50 meters, if you take a drink, they're going to catch you. Oh yeah. So it was like, it was insane. Like the whole game, the whole thing was like a mind game. Yeah. Like. Okay. Especially with being able to see that who's yeah. in front of you. And you could you. see their pace up on the mm-hmm. screen. So you were like, okay, so-and-so is in front of me. She's holding a 217. Mm-hmm. As long as I 
you know, hold this. I could catch her mm-hmm. or, you know, so-and-so's behind me. Just don't let her pace get faster. Yeah. Like that's what you did the whole three hours. I mean, <laughs> at least it's better than rowing it by yourself. I guess you have something to think about. Oh my gosh. Yeah. But then you would like, I don't know. I don't know if you ever feel this way running. I feel this way running sometimes where you're like, I feel awesome. Like I'm going to yeah. pick it up. And then you would start going faster. And all of a sudden you're like, oh my no, God, bad idea. <laughs> the whole row was like that. It was like every Sometimes it would be like 20 seconds of mm-hmm. spurts and sometimes it'd be like two minutes where you're like, I got this, like mm-hmm. I'm feeling really good. And then all of a sudden it was just like, Crash. what changed? Yeah. Like, I can't, I feel like I'm going to die. I can't hold yeah. this pace. Like, oh my gosh, like what can I look at? Like trying to find something to distract me. Mm-hmm. Like, the, the mind game was insane. <laughs> I cannot even imagine. It's like incredible. The amount of work you guys did on that first day. And it hurts so, I can't even comprehend how bad it hurt to bend over afterwards. Oh my gosh. It's just, I can't even imagine like getting up off thrower when you're finally done i just remember i thought it was so stupid like my water was on the floor in the in the mm-hmm. little basket and i couldn't reach it i was like i can't i can't not get it <laughs> so it was seriously so funny that in the back room like yeah. everyone's back there and like most people had like someone with them from yeah. crossfit like helping them out yeah. and everyone was just like can you get that for me like <laughs> pick up my bag or like taking off people's shoes yeah. for them and like it oh was a gosh. mess and like trying to feel yourself after that like i went home that night and like, you're not even really hungry because you're just, your body's so yeah. exhausted. I think I ate like a normal dinner and then I had like probably two perfect bars covered in peanut butter <laughs> and then like a huge shake yeah. with like protein and carbs and a yeah. Gatorade before I went to bed, like trying to just, <laughs> just catch shove up. the calories in. And I woke up at like 5 a.m. like shaking and starving, oh but gosh. like felt not even like, I felt sick because mm-hmm. i was like depleted wow and i drank another gatorade and mm-hmm. like tried to have another perfect bar which that backfired because i had too many perfect bars in 24 hours <laughs> which they're delicious but <laughs> <laughs> can't handle that many one too many nuts <laughs> um yeah Gosh. but just like recovering from that like mm-hmm. i mean i felt pretty much hung over that whole thursday like my body didn't necessarily yeah. hurt my i just felt like drained yeah the life was drained for me so it made it hard i think the first workout on Friday, I was like, to get Trying moving to get was like, this. Yeah, yeah, really, really hard. And I think the, um, all the pooling on the mm-hmm. rower, definitely if I have, a, I need to work on my rowing technique where I like don't pull so much with my mm-hmm. arms. So as soon as I jumped on the rope mm-hmm. on that first workout on Friday, I was like, oh my gosh, I can't pull myself up. Like yeah. I have nothing. Yeah. And it was insane. And I, I don't know if it was like a warm up issue. I did have an arm injury going mm-hmm. on at the time. Like I didn't really know about it then, but whether it was that or mm-hmm. what, but I just felt like, wow, I can't even like climb a freaking rope right yeah. now. Like it was insane. And I mean, I don't know what I would have done differently, like recovery wise to right. You know, like looking back, something like, like that. What it's, would I have done differently? I don't know. It's kind of hard to plan for. Right. You can't. Amazing. Um, yeah. I don't know. I kind of lost have, my train of thought. <laughs> do you have any like highlights of like a high, high points throughout the games? Um, I know I watched, I did not watch as many events as I would have liked to this past year, but I was in the stadium to watch the clean ladder. And that was like one of the most amazing <laughs> things I've ever seen. Like I had goosebumps the whole time. Oh my gosh. It yeah. was so cool. So when he announced that workout, I was like, I saw him like write it down. Uh-huh. And like, as he wrote the weights, I was like, yes. <laughs> and then when he, I was like waiting, cause I was thinking it was going to be squat cleans, which uh-huh. was like not ideal for me. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm, I'm, I'm good at squat cleans, yeah. but if I can power it, why would I not? Yeah. 
Um, and then he was like, you can squat or power. And I like texted my, cause we're like down in the yeah. bottom of the Coliseum. And I was like, we can power clean. <laughs> <laughs> Yay! <laughs> so excited. So yeah. Um, the, the heart, the most stressful part for me was qualifying because I'm not super fast. Mm. I knew Those that I could probably rounds. go the same pace on the first bar as I, yeah. as, as I could, or the first round as I could on the last round, because mm-hmm. I'm just like not a super good sprinter. Yeah. Um, so the first two rounds were really stressful, like just trying to make sure I qualified. Mm-hmm. And I think the the final qualification it was the top five. And when Dave was announcing it, he was like, he like did the top four, mm-hmm. and then he went to number six. He was like, and in sixth place was Sarah Sidman's daughter. Mm-hmm. And I was like, and like at first I was like, wait, what? And he had said Annie before that, and mm-hmm. I knew I was like right behind Annie in the qualifier. So I was like, okay. oh my gosh, I got fifth. Like I was yeah. just barely squeaked into this heat. That's amazing. Like, and I honestly did not go into it thinking I was going to win. I was mm-hmm. like, man, I've already got top five in this, this workout. Is awesome. Like yeah. this is going to be so fun. Like I'm not worried about the weight on the bar. Mm-hmm. It's just going to be like, how fast can you go? Yeah. And I originally was like unsure of whether I wanted to split jerk it or not because mm-hmm. I some I'm pretty about my split jerk's not that great so I can pretty much push jerk mm-hmm. what I can split jerk but sometimes when it gets super heavy I like to start splitting yeah. so I was like well do I split jerk right away mm-hmm. or like because you some, sometimes it's hard to make that switch that call yeah once you've already started mm-hmm. like I just push jerked why would I suddenly start yeah so I was just like thinking about little things like that and I never once even warmed up a squat clean because I knew that that was not, not gonna, gonna happen. <laughs> like everyone was back there like doing squat cleans and I was like no I'm not there is no way like <laughs> yeah like the world will freeze over before I do a squat clean if I don't have to <laughs> so yeah it was funny and then we like get on the floor and I think the first two bars me Tia and Carol were, like pretty close to mm-hmm. each other and I just didn't like think twice about like picking up the 225 yeah. like super fast and it was like when I crossed the finish line, honestly, I wasn't sure that I won because you see the judges moving. Mm-hmm. So you just like in your peripherals, it's so you fast. Don't you don't know who's, like, yeah. I didn't know if that was Tia and mm-hmm. Kara moving or if it was the judges. So mm-hmm. like when I got up on the, like the end platform and yeah. I like looked to my left and saw no one there, I was like, oh my God, <laughs> <laughs> this can't be real. It's <laughs> so crazy. It's so cool. It was fun. So that mm-hmm. definitely like, I mean, boosted my confidence to know that I could even mm-hmm. win a workout like if there's a wheelhouse workout for me it's going to be power cleans but um especially heavy ones but it still was cool to know that like Mm -hmm. the potential is there to even win one um so it definitely like boosted my confidence for the rest of the weekend Uh, i think i took i think the next workout was the swim one which i was excited Mm -hmm. about but Mm -hmm. the swim when the swims first it makes it hard because it's like yeah yeah, i'm a good swimmer but you still have more to do right so i think i swam a little bit too hard because i wanted to win the swim and Mm -hmm. then got on the paddleboard and like couldn't even function so. <laughs> like all right maybe two well, not, not that i really ever paddleboard before but yeah. like i was not paddleboarding slow because i sucked at it i was paddleboarding slow because my lats were cramping up <laughs> <laughs> so i think i ended, ended fifth in that workout though okay. so it was okay because i like running so it wasn't that part was like once mm-hmm. i got off the paddleboard i was like oh thank god <laughs> like, <laughs> finally a break <laughs> we i like tried to get on my knees a few times when we were mm-hmm. practicing it but it's like nearly impossible to do that yeah um yeah so that um i think my favorite workout other than the clean and jerk the i really liked chaos i know everyone said that but it was just so cool that was such a cool 
set up like yeah yeah i mean you were like out there and i wasn't like i was like the least nervous because i was like well we don't even know what we're doing yeah like, whatever how can you be nervous it was so it's such a mind game though you're like i remember i was like on the skier and i saw annie like walk off and i was at like 28 calories yeah. and i was like okay it's gotta be 30 so then you're like go to 30 <laughs> and then you like move to the next thing and you're like doing a f- you're like trying to guess what it is yeah. the whole time <laughs> i don't think i counted the burpees which was super smart because i hate burpees yeah and then we got to the dumbbell overhead squats and I was like, it's gotta be 30. And I like, Morella got to 30 and like paused and looked at my judge and <laughs> like, he was are like, we done yet? Mm, you need to keep going. <laughs> Dang it. Must be 40. <laughs> ah, shoot. <laughs> yeah. And like the same thing with the pistols, like you're just waiting for them to tell you you're yeah. done. Like, gosh, dang it. You like think you know the number and you're wrong every time. I don't even remember what the reps were now, but then you got to the boxing, like you have 25 box mm-hmm. jump overs and then you pull whatever that thing was called. To yeah. The, and I was like, like so that was like your moment like go but okay. then you were too tired at that point you're like, <laughs> i don't even know what's going on anymore this box is really high <laughs> which that was fun i like love That's high cool. box jumps and that like i don't even know what that what you would even call that thing we pulled on the like i don't a, know it was cool it's like a the big roller that they come up with that rogue comes up with i don't know yeah it was cool it was um so that workout was probably just the most fun mm-hmm. i mean other than the clean and jerk clatter uh what other workout? Oh, the I liked the workout on Sunday, the running and the rope pull one. Mm-hmm. Um, so my arm, like, I had like arm pain from it just kept getting worse like mm-hmm. all weekend long, and like the chest to bar bar muscle up workout it mm-hmm. bothered me. And then like after mostly afterwards, you don't feel anything when you're yeah. out on the floor. You're like you've it's just that cumulative yeah. effect over the weekend, right? But then you like go home that night at the hotel and you're like, man, my arm hurts. And then mm-hmm. we did that rope pulling mm-hmm. and it like killed my arm we did something else pulling that day. i mean now we did the pegboard but the there was something else i don't remember but mm-hmm. by the time i got to the pegboard i was like oh my gosh <laughs> and we had practiced it yeah um needless to what it looked like <laughs> we always laugh about it now everyone's yeah. like you gotta learn how to climb it i'm like well i have climbed right it it's just after doing so much pulling over the course right. of the weekend because we pretty much started i mean i didn't train it all year long right but once i made the games we're like oh we need to like yeah. buy a pegboard and start doing yeah. it so we bought one and started doing it like a few, you know, at mm-hmm. least once a week mm-hmm. I could do it. I definitely wasn't great at it, but again, you I didn't have up there. Yeah. yeah. I could definitely get up it a few times and had done more than mm-hmm. four in a workout. So yeah. I was like, Oh, four, that'll be fine. No problem. And then a few other girls had told me like, it's a little bit harder on the plexiglass. <laughs> like I was like, Oh gosh. And then like the heats before kept coming out and we're like, the pegs won't stay in. And I'm oh, like, no. Oh, that's when I started getting nervous. So many variables. <laughs> and then like, once I started climbing the first one and like flew out, I was like, what just happened? Happen. this is different yeah this is totally different and i like, couldn't figure out what to do differently and then i think i got really scared mm-hmm. which probably the mental side of that yeah. did not help so now like i mean we've obviously talked about it so much since then like mm-hmm. you know did you not get up of it because it was physical mm-hmm. was it mental i'm like i think it was both like now that i've gotten to that yeah. point i'm like okay my arm was hurt how much how much strength was the issue i don't yeah. know i do know that pegboards were the issue with the arm in the first place. So it's like, okay, that definitely had something to do with it. Mm-hmm. Now, could I have climbed it once? You would think, was it pure right. fatigue or, you know, you're just, once you failed, you were scared and like, you knew that the, yeah. that there was no minimum work. So it was kind of like, well, if I get one, I'm still going to get last. Right. Like, you know, it's like to keep trying, I wanted to get up it so bad, mm-hmm. but it's at the same time, you don't, you know, you look back and you're like, wow, would it have made a difference? Yeah. But now you'll have a chance 
<laughs> to try to get some redemption. Right. <laughs> so, Definitely need to prove to people that I can do that. Yeah. <laughs> so we've been rehabbing my arm like crazy and that's good. Trying to just get it stronger because it my left arm is just a lot weaker than my right. Yeah. I don't know where the injury originally came from. Like sometimes. Yeah. So can you talk a little bit about that? And like, obviously, you're a physical therapist. <laughs> um, what that experience is like being a patient and working through you know some injuries and things this year so after um the games i knew that my arm wasn't okay because like after Mm -hmm. a few of those workouts my arm was really throbbing and Mm -hmm. it was hurting pretty bad but it never really like took the time to decipher what it was Mm -hmm. i was just like pegged it as like my shoulders weak because being Mm -hmm. a swimmer like everyone has bad shoulders Mm -hmm. especially once you start doing crossfit so it's like yeah i know my shoulders have been an issue i've Mm -hmm. kind of tinkered working on them but never like super hard Mm -hmm. so um i just did a bunch of shoulder rehab i had matt from pure physio Mm -hmm. help program some more shoulder stuff for me because it's nice to have someone tell you what to do yeah but i thought i was on track i was like yeah you're doing everything like you need to do like strengthening my shoulders and you know i it's hard because i know there's so many things i should do Mm -hmm. so it's like the list is so long like i should be working on my core right but it's like how many hours in a day yeah you you can't like there's always something you need to work on especially Mm -hmm. me because like i know so much it's like oh gosh like stresses me out you can do physical therapy for like (laughs) six hours a day right so (laughs) just don't even train just do pt all day long probably still would get hurt (laughs) but anyways yeah i thought that i was on track with it and i started climbing pegboards again Mm -hmm. and couple months ago and it Mm. just came back like Mm. you wouldn't believe and we're like okay maybe something other than your shoulders going on so Mm -hmm. i actually went and had someone look at me okay and was like don't like listen anything i have to say like tell me how you would treat me as a normal patient and we kind of looked more at the muscles and she thinks that like not my bicep but my brachialis which is Mm. the main elbow flexor of your Mm -hmm. arm was slightly injured and it just had not healed and the pegboard is like that that loading on your yeah it's just it just kills it Mm -hmm. so we think that maybe we didn't like address that specific issue like Mm -hmm. we were doing all the stuff around it like Mm -hmm. doing the shoulder and everything but it just didn't hit the right spot so now we've been doing a lot more like strict pull-ups and pegboard pull-ups and stuff like that to make sure we're getting the strength back without like totally straining it Mm -hmm. which is a fine line i've learned like yeah you do so much and you're like oh that didn't hurt and then like later that night you're like maybe it did because (laughs) i tell my patients that all the time like how do you know like if you did too much it's very very hard to know that Mm -hmm. you just have to listen to your body and you learn like obviously as an elite athlete i'm good at listening to my body but still sometimes it's like oh it's fine like it's not you also have that really good ability to like push things out and be like just keep pushing a little harder and yeah and it seems sometimes it seems so stupid i'm Mm -hmm. like is this pain pain or is this like soreness is this this pain because it's weak Mm -hmm. which is okay but or is it pain pain or Mm -hmm. is it you know you're just working it just enough Mm -hmm. like i'm still trying to learn the difference between all those things and Mm -hmm. it's a lot easier to coach other people through it than when it's yourself i think we had the conversation like 20 times this year my coach was like well what would you do if you was your patient i'm like i don't know i know exactly what i do with them but i just i can't it's so different i can't do that with myself i can't tell myself like okay you clearly need to work on this like you clearly need to work on climbing the pegboard that's the last thing you should do right now because your arms hurt like Mm -hmm. i couldn't tell myself that i needed Mm -hmm. someone else to tell me like you need to work on the strength first before you just try and so you know it takes like even though i have a dpd and like obviously i know better but like sometimes you just need someone to say it to you like so true (laughs) so true um and then what is it like for you working one going through physical therapy school as you're like being introduced to crossfit and um i mean did you have other classmates who were doing it did you have teachers like what did 
what was the general perception of CrossFit? Um, and then, you know, now having a lot of patients who do CrossFit, what is yeah. that like? Um, not, not really. Many people who did CrossFit in PT school. Mm-hmm. Um, a few like like to do it in their garage gym, mm-hmm. you know, just like lifting and stuff. But the, the perception of CrossFit definitely was not great. Um, I always was trying to prove that like it's okay that people may not move well right away. It's mm-hmm. the idea that we're trying to teach them how to move better because everyone mm-hmm. just thinks like, you know, it's bad because they do snatches or mm-hmm. it's bad because they do kipping pull-ups. Mm-hmm. Like that is what we see and mm-hmm. like the public sees that and that's what's, I don't know if that's necessarily advertised, but that is what's seen more. Yeah. You know, you always see people doing snatches and freaking right. kipping pull-ups but like Muscle that's not all, all that yeah. crossfit is and that's not that so i always i always did a lot of presentations on like <laughs> this is how you would like help someone like this is your injury why is this happening like right. we need to break down the movement maybe we need to scale the movement and mm-hmm. like trying to explain that like it's a it's an ego thing like 90 percent mm-hmm. of the time when people get hurt it's mm-hmm. like you you did that rx weight for that workout and you had no business doing that rx weight mm-hmm. but like we have to come to terms with the fact that like RX means nothing mm-hmm. if you're just trying to be healthy in CrossFit. Right. And I mean, it's so, so hard for people to do that, especially like there's a general, I think it's changing now, mm-hmm. it's, but there's still this generation of people who like always RX. Yes. And now they still think that that's the way it has to be mm-hmm. as opposed to like a lot of new people have never RX mm-hmm. and they're, they may they're never, and they yeah. never want to. And that's cool because they're like, they're totally just doing CrossFit for like their capacity. Mm-hmm. But I think that's still kind of split in the world. So I spend a lot of time trying to tell people like, what should you be doing? Right. What's the right prescription for you based on where you're at in your. Yeah, it is. It is the hardest part. Mm-hmm. I think like trying to explain that and trying to explain like, Yes, you can kip and do a pull up, mm-hmm. but when you hang there, you look weak. Like you have no active retraction mm-hmm. in your shoulders. You have no, your if your deltoids are touching your ears, like you're not in a tight <laughs> position, <laughs> and you should not be kipping yeah. because you're just gonna tear your labrum. Yeah, like it's so hard to teach people that, and sometimes like you have to. And I try to sometimes just use examples of myself. I'm mm-hmm. like, I do strict pull-ups all the time. Mm-hmm. Like you have to be able to do this. And I'm not saying you have to do a whole workout and strict pull-ups yeah. before you can start kipping, but you got to have some strength to like maintain mm-hmm. good composure on the bar before you just start slinging your body weight around. And right. eventually the injuries just happen. So, I mean, sometimes it's like, I can only be so preventative, mm-hmm. um, but <laughs> And then sometimes I'm like, well, it is my career. Like if I fix everyone, I'm never going to have any patience. But <laughs> there's always those people that don't listen to you. Like, right. oh, they'll be back. It's that so, balance. Yeah. So it has been really cool. I love incorporating like one on myself. I experiment a lot with myself. Mm-hmm. Like, and if I can feel something myself, like in a, you know, this, this is, I was having this knee pain mm-hmm. and I did this and it really worked and, you know, try mm-hmm. it. And like, I think that relation to people helps a lot. Yes. Like I'm not relating to them as a CrossFit Games athlete. I'm mm-hmm. relating to them as a person who moves and has the same pains that they do, yeah. even though we're doing, you know, have different right. goals. Doesn't, but you do the same kind of training, you right? Know, same kind, not the same kind of training, but the same movements, the same, you're in that world. Right. It's really cool. So, I mean, that's like my favorite part about like working with CrossFitters and just being like a PT and understanding like how the body does certain things. But it also like digs a rabbit hole because there's so much more I want to learn. Like just want to do more courses and, Mm -hmm. you know, get certifications and stuff like that, that I'm just kind of like putting on hold for now because Mm -hmm. it's, you only have so many hours in a day. (laughs) Right. Right. (laughs) So speaking of that, we talked about the games. Now, can you take us through after the games, kind of your reflections 
as you're going into this next season, what kind of goals that you set for yourself or how you, you know, may or may not have changed your focus. And then, um, and then maybe once you did that and then the whole format of the games completely changed and probably you had to go through that process again. Right. So what has it been like? Crazy. <laughs> uh, I have to just say, I'm so glad I'm not competing anymore because this just sounds so stressful. <laughs> I'm like, I think I'm feel like I'm lucky that I qualified this year because I can't imagine if it wouldn't have happened uh-huh. or in 2018, then I would have been like, Oh my gosh, I think for it just a, seems so much more daunting. a new person to qualify mm-hmm. now, maybe harder. I mean, who knows if that's the case or not? Mm-hmm. We don't really know a ton, but yeah, we like looked at the season and we're like, yeah, like same thing as last year, like probably peak less in the open. Cause mm-hmm. it matters not at all. Mm-hmm. Like do, but you know, same at regionals, yeah. but then like, cause I had kind of like put the focus not knowing like what was going to happen last year, put the focus on the season earlier. So yeah. then by the time like July came, I was just tired. Exhausted, like, yeah. like, want this, like I'm excited, but I still want this to be over. Mm-hmm. So we were like, okay, we need to like give myself some more time off, like mm-hmm. take legit off season, like mm-hmm. get yourself excited. So you're not feeling burnt out by right. June. And that was the plan. And then like, <laughs> <laughs> Oh, the whole season's changing. <laughs> right. So I'm not sure what to expect. Honestly, I, I think that, having the um the open like mm-hmm. still a qualifier yeah gives me a little bit of peace because i'm like okay for now like we'll like figure just on focus on the open like keep things the same mm-hmm. and you know go to sanctioned events if i need to and mm-hmm. probably go to some for fun but i'm not like super stressed about that mm-hmm. right now because it's like just going to an event and trying to win and yeah. you know spending a bunch of money to get there it's like it's, it's a big risk it's a big deal so mm-hmm. I definitely want to go, but mm-hmm. it's right now it's like focus on what you can control. And the open is something that like we know is similar mm-hmm. and, you know, just show up to that and do my best. And then, I mean, I think that they have said that you can qualify from the open and, mm-hmm. and nothing's been confirmed yet at this yeah, point. So. We don't know for sure. <laughs> we don't have a rule book, but so that's kind of where you're putting your focus at this point in time. Yeah. For now, because I have traditionally done well in the open in yep. the past and it is more of a controlled environment instead of just mm-hmm. like going somewhere random and hoping mm-hmm. to win is kind of crazy so mm-hmm. um I definitely think I'll go to one but I just just because I want to get a competition and even if I do qualify in the open but mm-hmm. for now my focus is on the open and just which kind of helps a little bit because I'm like okay because it that is more known than mm-hmm. like all these events and everything changing has been a little crazy but I mean in the once I got over the shock of being like, okay, this is real. This yeah. is actually happening. Yeah. Like you can't do anything about it. Um, it may not be a bad thing. It just mm-hmm. seems like a bad thing mm-hmm. <laughs> just because right. it's Everything's new. completely different. Yeah. Right. It seems scary and like it could potentially be bad, but I mean, obviously they're doing it for a reason. So mm-hmm. I feel like I trust that in the end it's going to be better. It yeah. just may not be better the first year. It may take time mm-hmm. to kind of like get all the wrinkles out, which everyone I think is going to be understanding of mm-hmm. that. So once I came to terms with all of that, it was like, okay, yeah, like it's fine. The goal's the same. Like if you're planning on being as good as you want to be, none yeah. of this matters. Like if you're so worried about how am I going to qualify? Like Mm -hmm. if you're as good as you should be and as good as I want to be, like I want to be in the top five next year, Mm -hmm. like be, you know, get on that podium for Mm -hmm. America. Like if I want to be that good, then qualifying is like, you're going to be good enough to qualify. Yeah. Yeah. So once I realized that I was like, okay, the goal doesn't change. Mm -hmm. The process is going to be a little bit different, Mm -hmm. but it's okay. (laughs) That's good. <laughs> Sounds like you have a very good mindset going in. <laughs> no, so, <laughs> no, I do. It didn't start out that way. <laughs> so what does your training look like now? Or can you take us through kind of like an average day in your life these days? As you're, So it's uh, it's January. The Open is coming up in a couple of months. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Uh, the training 
is just recently changing. So mm-hmm. I went through like a big aerobic, uh, like 15 weeks of okay. building an aerobic base and working on weaknesses. Mm-hmm. So doing all my pulling stuff, all the strict stuff, mm-hmm. um, really hammering ring muscle ups because mm-hmm. those have been a huge issue for me. So basically if like the last three months, it feels like all I've done is run and yeah. do ring muscle ups. But so I'm excited to be doing <laughs> CrossFit again. Um, so now we're kind of switching like, cause I was doing a little bit of comp train mm-hmm. and then, um, a lot of that aerobic mm-hmm. and muscle up work and just accessory stuff. Yeah. And now we're doing like full-time comp train. Okay. I'm um, still doing my aerobic stuff. It's just going to start slowing mm-hmm. down to kind of taper and just maintain. Mm-hmm. And yeah, just trying to figure out what it feels like to hurt in workouts again. Yeah. <laughs> that's oh. what the open's going to be. The worst. The <laughs> like, worst. And have you been doing like strength building at all during this time or not? Um, not necessarily trying to get stronger with like lifting mm-hmm. perspective, um, just maintenance. Um, yeah. Uh, I kind of t- walked away from like back squats and cleans and stuff for a little bit just because my volume was so high on mm-hmm. other things and those aren't like super yeah, you, cons- that's already a strength for you yeah so we um really worked on snatch technique because okay. if anything if i'm going to lose a snatch it's not because of strength it's because of technique so we've really been working on that mm-hmm. um really working on the gymnastics and you know strict strength mm-hmm. but not necessarily barbell strength mm-hmm. Um, I definitely have been touching barbells. It's not like I haven't been doing them, but just not has not been the focus. So once we transition to like the regular programming, we'll still make changes mm-hmm. for what I need, but it will be more like you're just following the programming. You're not doing like a ton of like what you need and yeah, which is kind of cool. Do you have any contact with Ben or do you just um, mainly follow the program and then you work with your, your own uh, I mainly coach? follow the program and work with my mm-hmm. coach um we have ha- we can have contact with them if we need to mm-hmm. um yeah but mostly my coach changes a lot of it we follow yeah. them the main program and you know kind of add stuff in as we need it and then matt from pure physio has been doing my like accessory work and mm-hmm. my aerobic stuff so he's been riding all my aerobic training for the last 15 weeks so that's awesome <laughs> have a lot of help we know matt loves to do that <laughs> yes <laughs> um that's awesome. Okay, so what does a day look like in your life with training, nutrition, oh, yeah. sleep, recovery, all kinds of stuff? Uh, a standard day, I usually work out in the morning. I get up, uh, gosh, depends. Lately, I've been sleeping in till like 7, which is late, Ooh. which is super late for me. <laughs> I'm like a grandma, so I go to bed at like 8.30 and get uh-huh. up at like 6. But I don't know, the holidays have like got me all out yeah. of whack. So like get up at like 7, I get to the gym by 9, I usually do like one session. Mm-hmm. And then go home, take a quick lunch break. It's usually super quick. Mm -hmm. I'm usually like back and forth in an hour because Mm -hmm. I have to work in the afternoon. So I go back and do a second session Mm -hmm. from like 12 to 2 and Mm -hmm. then get changed and do some recovery. And then I usually work in the evenings for a couple hours or morning, vice versa. And the Mm -hmm. schedule kind of changes. And I haven't been working on Fridays. So I like get what it's like like to like have the whole day. I'm like, oh my gosh, I can like wake up so and nice. go to the gym and then like take a two hour break. Yeah. <laughs> and like Space it out a Go little back bit. to the gym and like go and do recovery stuff. So um, I have friends who own the cryotherapy in Dayton. Okay. So I do a lot of my recovery stuff there. Okay. And so I try to go there every day. It's either, mm-hmm. it's not usually in between training. It's usually like before or after I work. Okay. And I do a lot of the norm attack pants i okay. do they recently got a sauna so i've been doing that nice. every day um yeah i love it and it just helps me like chill out and relax yeah. um i some i was really good about using the cryo chamber mm-hmm. but then like it's so cold outside it's so cold. i don't want to go <laughs> i don't want to go in there especially i like sit in the sauna i'm like because yeah. like 
from what I've been reading about like sauna and yeah. cryotherapy, they suggest that you do sauna first. I'm like, yeah. who wants to sit in a sauna for and 20 then minutes go and then cryo. freeze at a hundred and negative 190 degrees? I'm like, Ooh. but awful. I do feel better when I do it. Mm-hmm. So, and it's just like part of the routine and mm-hmm. kind of like helps you cool down and like does kind of, if you do have some inflammation going yeah. on that things are bothering you, like it's like going to solve an injury, mm-hmm. but it can definitely make your whole body feel better and mm-hmm. kind of like a, a reset. Um, so yeah, I do try to do that kind of stuff every day. I'm really strict about like going to bed at a certain time and like eating my good food. I mean, obviously the holidays were kind of crazy with food, but for the most part, I'm pretty consistent. I'm a super big creature of habit. So it's like, wake up, eat, work Mm -hmm. out, eat, you know, Mm -hmm. go to work, eat again, like (laughs) take a shower, go to bed. Like it's just like cycle. But like, I think I function better that way. Yeah. Like. I always use the CrossFit games or whatever I'm doing as an excuse to be so strict and like regimented. It's so much better. I totally agree. (laughs) But I like it that way. Like when I'm not a games athlete, I'm going to be like, why do I have an excuse to be so lame? Like, (laughs) (laughs) does matter. Still can do it. Um, So for your nutrition, do you follow a specific, like, do you track your macronutrient intake? Do you follow like a certain percentage? What types of foods do you try to eat? Uh, Yeah. So my coach at, um, does nutrition like counseling mm-hmm. with a lot of people and he started with me a couple of years ago and we've kind of he's kind of done it ever mm-hmm. since and I've been on macros since then mm-hmm. um, he gives me total calories and like number of protein mm-hmm. carbs fat to hit um, he's not like super picky about like what I mean mm-hmm. for a while it's like you know don't like just eat peanut butter but yeah um, pretty much I like to eat vegetables obviously yeah. he encourages me to eat vegetables at every meal that mm-hmm. doesn't always happen but um yeah I eat a lot of vegetables I eat a lot of a lot of like I've recently become obsessed with like broccoli saw and coleslaw Mm. because it just like fills everything up and I'm all about like having a big meal so oh like cauliflower rice like Mm -hmm. I'll mix with my regular rice I eat a lot of jasmine rice it's like Mm. my new fave and then like potatoes chicken ground beef like pretty much just keep it regular real food yeah super simple because Mm -hmm. I think it's a pain in the butt to weigh and measure and track Mm -hmm. food when you're like making all these fancy recipes and like you can still make food taste good. Like people always ask me like, don't you get sick of eating the same things? I'm like, honestly, I don't. I literally do not get sick of it at all. I could eat the same thing every day. Yeah. It tastes good. Mm -hmm. I don't eat stuff I don't like. And I add like seasoning and like Mm -hmm. different dressings and stuff to it to make it good. Mm -hmm. Like you can buy like healthy Greek dressings and like you don't have to put crap on your food to make it taste good. So yeah, I could eat the same thing every day forever and it (laughs) wouldn't bother me at all i like dessert every night which is like greek yogurt with cereal usually get my carbs in before bed which is like just like my favorite thing of the day like if i don't (laughs) think you look forward if i don't get to eat it i'm very upset (laughs) (laughs) it's that those habits but they um it's good to have those things to look forward to like i remember back when i was being like very strict with my nutrition when i was competing there was one point where i was like i'm not eating any sugar at all and i would eat like a piece of dark chocolate like once a week (laughs) and I would be like looking forward to it so much and I'm like what am I doing it's insane it's insane but anyways there's um, a few things I won't give up like I do not give up my coffee creamer like people are like oh yeah it's dairy like there's processed stuff and I'm like okay it's like a tablespoon of coffee creamer and it's good like I'll be okay I'm not gonna die from that I'm eat very healthy (laughs) (laughs) makes my morning better I'm not drinking black coffee (laughs) That's so good. Um, and then how many hours of sleep do you usually get on average? Oh, 
I try to get nine. Okay. But it doesn't always happen. Mm-hmm. Um, I've noticed that I'm like good at being in bed for a long time, mm-hmm. but like my sleep quality is not that good. I recently got the whoop. Okay. A couple months ago and I'm like, crap, I'm like in bed for 10 hours but thinking I'm, I'm like, yeah. but I'm like, I'll wake up a lot and then my deep sleep is not mm-hmm. very good. So that's something I've been trying to figure out lately mm-hmm. is like, how do I get deep sleep? Because it tracks REM and deep, mm-hmm. the whoop does. And I usually get a fair amount of REM sleep, but mm-hmm. my deep sleep is like really bad. Mm-hmm. <laughs> interesting. So I don't know if it's. Yeah, yeah, that's interesting. It's something that I would like to learn more about too. Cause I, my husband and I recently did some genetic testing and like, parent like he has a lot of genes where it basically told him he's like a really light sleeper like tossing and turning and mine was like you sleep you're like a deep sleeper and I'm like yeah I know that's <laughs> like cool. I can sleep anytime but I just wonder like you know obviously there's probably things that you can do lifestyle wise or behavior wise that helps you get better sleep but there's right. probably a certain amount of it that's that's interesting I didn't even know that that was a genetic thing yeah that's I didn't so either cool. my husband's definitely the deep one he like yeah. lays down and he's like yeah twitching and dead and i'm like what the heck you're asleep already i'm jealous (laughs) i know oh my goodness but that's good that you at least try to get nine i mean that's really good yeah my goal is nine i feel better if i don't if i get less than eight i'm pretty much miserable like i can do it for like one or two days but Mm -hmm. then if i'm like on three days of seven hours of sleep i'm not fun to be around Mm -hmm. like it really does affect me so important yeah so important okay cool so we talked about goals for this year and you're doing the open you're shooting for top five which you said put it out there into the universe yep. <laughs> um what about <laughs> like longer term like where do you see yourself going as a competitor and then like longer term in your career as a physical therapist and um it's hard to know exactly not that you have to have that figured out right now right but. it's hard to know exactly i i love competing i don't want to definitely i'm not ready to mm-hmm. give it up but at the same time like I am 27 and I am married and I do mm-hmm. want to have kids. So I don't think I'll do it for too long. Mm-hmm. I give myself a couple of years to mm-hmm. hit it hard and see how well I can do. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, get back to being a physical therapist and try to like really further my career mm-hmm. and, you know, have kids. My husband definitely wants to have kids. So <laughs> he's like, Hey, are we going to be done competing? <laughs> um, so yeah, I think that I definitely want to give myself a few years, but mm-hmm. I have no like, you know, you never know what's going to happen. You could get hurt tomorrow and you could be done or, you know, there's always a plan that you're not aware Mm -hmm. of. So, um, but for career wise, you know, I look forward to just kind of growing CrossFit Mm -hmm. and physical therapy. It's such a good, such a good world to Mm -hmm. mix. And, you know, like there's so much, I know, you know, this in the health field, but there's just so much to learn and there's so much that's changing. And it's just like, it's exciting because you, you want to be a part of it and you want to like make a difference in people's lives. Mm -hmm. And there's just so much stuff that you can, you know, learn about to use, to help people Mm -hmm. to like make tiny little things make such a big difference sometimes. And it's, it's really cool. It's exciting. It's so true. And, um, it was interesting today. So at the gym where we're recording this, there's a physical therapist whose office is in this gym. And like, I was just overhearing her and one of the coaches talking about one of the athletes in like uh, some positioning in mm-hmm. their overhead squat or something. And it's just so cool that you can have that back and forth, like from a physical therapy perse- perspective and then from a trainer's perspective, mm-hmm. like both trying to work to help the athlete right. improve, which right. is, it's like everything in the healthcare field. Mm-hmm. Like you all work together to kind of figure out like the little pieces and puzzles. Like, mm-hmm. you know, is there nutrition? Is right. there, like you have a good coach, you have a good PT, you mm-hmm. have a good chiropractor, you have a good doctor who mm-hmm. understands that. You know what I mean? It's like so important. 
It is so important. And I think that like physical therapy is not where it should be yet. Like Mm. I'm, you know, I want people to be at the point where they think that they need maintenance physical Mm -hmm. therapy and that it is a, not just a thing that happens when you're when you're in dying therapy, yeah. and hurting pain like you only get one body and you only mm-hmm. get one set of joints and like people get joints replacements but like what could have you have done to prevent that yeah until you know ignored your knee pain for 20 years right. and then you're on bone on bone but like to try and teach that is you know we're still very long most people don't change even, our perspective yeah like most people don't even know that you can have direct access physical mm-hmm. therapy that you can like walk in and just you have to refer yeah they're like mm-hmm. i have to go see my doctor i don't want to go to physical therapy yeah. well you don't most of the time i mean yeah. some insurances require it but it's just crazy like the the world is nowhere near where mm-hmm. it needs to be and knowing and education and physical mm-hmm. therapy and like something that i try to do to just teach people that like yeah. And I was talking to a friend the other day who's a PT and she was like, you know, we people go to the dentist all the time. I was just about <laughs> to say this because I was just talking to my friend who's a dietitian and she was like, yeah, people go, you know, people go to the dentist at least every six months. Mm-hmm. Like that's what's generally recommended. Right. As this like maintenance. But she's and you like, brush your teeth every day. You don't talk to a dietitian <laughs> unless like you have a serious disease. And like same thing goes for physical therapy unless right. you get injured and you can't do anything. But it's like you're walking around and moving all day, every day. You're eating multiple times a day, mm-hmm. you know, to be able to talk to someone about how you can optimize Right. Your movement and what you're eating and all these aspects of your life that have such a huge impact on your health. Right. And 90% of the time, I'm not like doing anything magical. It's just teaching the patient yeah. what they're doing and what they need to change yeah. and what they need to do to look out for. Like, it's mm-hmm. not like you put your magic hands on people and fix them. It's like, right. hey, you sit at a desk all day. We need to change this. We need to do this, this, and this every hour. Like, yeah. make changes, small little changes that over time will help you feel better. And mm-hmm. like, it's such an awareness awareness thing and like a lot of times once I work with people they're like everyone needs this I'm like I (laughs) know right (laughs) (laughs) tell them to come see me um what is some of the general advice like just from the patients that you work with common problems or common advice that you feel like you're giving over and over again to every person um a lot of things are just like the scaled rx issue a lot of that is Mm -hmm. like if you can't squat below parallel without pain or without a good position, that's Mm -hmm. probably the biggest thing I say is like, if you can't squat below parallel without leaning forward, then don't squat below parallel, Mm -hmm. like squat to where you can control with your core and your hips and everything Mm -hmm. to where you can, a perfect squat as low as you can go. Mm -hmm. Like that right there is huge. Mm -hmm. Work on that, get better at it and then go lower as Mm -hmm. you get the strength to like, um, what it I think Matt or Ryan someone up here physio always says like you have to earn that range of motion like you you can anyone most of the time hypermobile people you know can just flop through ranges of motion but they don't have the strength to maintain it so it's constantly teaching people like yeah you may be able to get there but you may not be able to maintain it safely Mm -hmm. and in CrossFit when you're tired and you're doing reps and reps and reps it's like the worst thing you can do for your body Mm -hmm. so I'm constantly trying to teach people is like find what position works for you Mm -hmm. work on it get better at it and then work on progressing it don't Mm -hmm. just instantly go to the everyone's looking at the finish line they're like trying to get like that that kipping pull up or that perfect overhead squat and it's like you got to backtrack big time step at a time yeah so I think that is like huge I talk to people about that all the time and just like postural awareness and like I mean posture seems so silly and sometimes Mm -hmm. like in PT school we learned about I'm like this is stupid (laughs) but like now that I realize like (laughs) literally how you sit and what you do affects 
every single thing like oh this person stands all day no big deal like well how do they stand Mm -hmm. like just teaching people the awareness of standing and sitting and sleeping Mm -hmm. like those are the three things you do you know what you do all day matters so much more than what you do in the gym Mm -hmm. and like realizing that like do you walk all day do you stand all day like Mm -hmm. just just bringing a tiny bit of an awareness to people they're like they're like oh my gosh like i never knew i like sit on my foot all day long right. that's why my back hurts i'm like yeah like, <laughs> <laughs> interesting yeah so it's it's really cool because it's like sometimes seems like such simple things like why mm-hmm. did i go for school for seven years to learn this but right it really is like finding the details and mm-hmm. finding the specific things that's different with every person because every person's slightly different and mm-hmm. sometimes you have people that you're just like i cannot figure out what is what are you doing that you don't think yeah. you're doing like it it's drives me crazy i just want to follow you around with a camera like what are you <laughs> what are you doing you're doing something that's hurting yourself but i can't figure it out so and then sometimes it's really easy like yeah. that's what makes the job fun <laughs> that's so cool that's so cool so lessons are patience (laughs) and knowing that you that there's so much time to get to where you want to be I think that's one of the other things is people want results so fast and realizing that like if we do this the right way it may take us longer but we're gonna get there (laughs) I had a friend running a a course one time and Uh I went to it to like just take it and like learn from her and it was at like a a gym and people were working on mobility and she's everyone's like how long does it take to gain mobility and she was like seven years (laughs) And she was serious. And everyone was like, oh, <laughs> yeah, keep working on it. <laughs> yeah. I think in the level one, we say it takes, it could take, I may be getting the wrong years, but I'm pretty sure we say it could take five years to develop like a good air squat. Right. You really, I mean, because there's so much that goes into it. It's right. It's not just, it's so not much just time. your hips. It's, it's so much time. <laughs> Amazing. Okay. Well, I want to start wrapping up because already my camera has shut down. So the video is going to be. Video's, finishing video's here gone. but um the three questions i ask everyone on the podcast so the first one is the three things that you do on a regular basis that have the biggest positive impact on your health hmm. well i recently started doing journaling in the morning mm. which before i was like why do you need to journal like yeah. and like i can think to about s- these things yeah. why do i have to write them why down, I have to write it down? <laughs> well something changes when you write it down so i've learned um, definitely journaling. And uh, how do you do that? Is it like first thing when you wake up, just stream of consciousness or? Um, yeah. So I've been working with Justin Sua, who's okay. a mental coach yeah. and he's kind of helped stem all of this and helped okay. me. Um, so for now I've, I've been doing a thing where like, what was the best part of yesterday? Mm-hmm. What, um, what did I learn mm-hmm. and what can I do better today? And sometimes they're silly and sometimes they're CrossFit related and sometimes they're not, but it just gives me like some sort of reflection and some sort of intention. Mm -hmm. Um, I usually do some sort of Bible study or something quick read in the Mm -hmm. morning because I like um, my face really important to me. So it's Mm -hmm. just like setting, sometimes it's 10 minutes and sometimes it's 30. It just depends on my day, but I sit and drink my coffee and do that. And it has like totally changed my world That's and like amazing. some days like I didn't do it today because I got up at five o'clock to swim so Gosh. I was like oh, drink my coffee right. really quick always, <laughs> and I really feel happen. super yeah. positive right now yeah <laughs> <laughs> no but yeah it has been awesome That's um, so cool. I'm trying to think what else what else have I done do you have is there a specific do you just read certain bible passages or do you have a specific book that you read usually I'm doing a study, a study. at the time so I'm like going through a mm-hmm. book when I'll read like one or two pages yeah. I'm like a one or two page and then I'm like pretty much done if I'm not in a book at the time I have an email that's like a Rick Warren email okay. that I get daily which yeah. is nice because it's like a quick little read um those are usually my go-tos yeah okay so typically I'm doing some sort of bible like study it. with friends that makes like it, it like 
I need to get back. I was doing a Bible study last year that um, it was in the evening. So I like often would miss. Mm-hmm. And so I didn't really stay very on top of it. Um, Cause I like, ha- like having that as kind of like a right. deadline where you know, you're going to talk about it. Yeah, it is. Nice. Um, but I've used the Jesus calling app. Okay. I there's that, a book. I have that book. Yeah. So it's like a very short thing, but I wish I've gotten out of the habit. I need to get back into that habit. So thank you for reminding you're me welcome. because it's a nice way to at least like start your day. Yeah. And I sometimes add that to my journaling. Like if yeah. there's something I want to write down or whatever, it's just, it's nice to have things in writing. Um, number two, I would say is just like tracking my macros and changing mm-hmm. my food has been huge. I mean, the last, as a college athlete, which is crazy to say, I was mm-hmm. nowhere near as healthy as I am right now. Mm-hmm. Like I'm sure my blood work and my blood pressure yeah. and everything is so much better now just because my diet has changed so much. Did you pay attention to your diet at all in college? Not at all, which mm-hmm. is like makes me think about how much I know now. I'm mm-hmm. like, oh my gosh, I would have been such a better swimmer <laughs> if I didn't eat like crap. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think I ever fueled myself (laughs) properly. But yeah, I mean, the food is like, it's, it's amazing how much it does for you. Mm -hmm. And like, once you learn about it, it's like, you just want to learn more. Like sometimes I wish I'm like, man, I should have been a dietitian. Like food is cool. It's so cool. What are some of the biggest things that you've learned through that process for yourself or that have made the biggest Um, impact for you? Just learning that like eating more is not bad. Mm -hmm. I mean that every single girl I'm sure at some point in their life was trying to eat 1500 calories and run like crazy to think that that was the answer. And Mm -hmm. you just realize that like you can get lean eating 3000 calories Mm -hmm. and working out two hours a day. Like it's Mm -hmm. possible. You just have to get your body there Mm -hmm. and like fuel yourself with good food Mm -hmm. and, you know, learning that carbs aren't bad and fat isn't bad. Mm -hmm. Like I was, not long ago, I was eating 120 grams of fat a day. And yeah. it's like, if you told a normal person that, they'd be like, oh my gosh, like, no, my cholesterol is fine. Like, it's <laughs> good for you. It's yeah. good for you. It's just crazy. Like, just the awareness and like mm-hmm. how eating real food and act- how much better you feel. Mm-hmm. Like, when your body is fueled properly. When I eat really bad, I seriously feel physically ill. And I'm mm-hmm. like, why did I do this to myself? Right. Like, how did I get used to that <laughs> to the point where that felt normal? Like, to I me? can't go out to eat and eat a burger because I feel like crap. Like, I still yeah. do it but it's like you know you were like prepared for the Mm -hmm. the payback of what's going to happen because Mm -hmm. it's just crazy how your body like and then you get to a point where you it makes you sad for people who don't know what it feels like to feel good because you're like wow you You don't even know how good you could feel you have no idea you're tired all the time you're eating crap all the time like that's why but like just a whole nother rabbit hole but yeah yeah (laughs) i've learned a lot okay (laughs) don't get me started on that uh what's next time third thing Um, I think just like, this is more of a mindset thing, but like, just like being more present, like Mm -hmm. Justin has talked to me a lot about like being present and like not worrying about things that you can't control. And it's like, I have always been a super high, strong, high stress person and like Mm -hmm. still am and probably always will be, but Mm -hmm. like my awareness of it is a lot better. So I just have gotten a lot better at being like, I can't control this, Mm -hmm. like enjoy what you're doing right now, like focus on the moment. And Mm -hmm. it has like... It's been really, really cool. It's like freeing to be like, oh, okay. Like you literally can't control that or you can't control that person. You can't control this outcome. Like you can't do anything about it. So why are you sitting here thinking about it? Right. (laughs) Like why are you worrying about this? Yeah. So to get to that point where you started getting better at that, was there any specific exercises that you do or is it more just awareness throughout the day? Awareness. So like Justin and I would talk about it Mm -hmm. and then it would be like, 
you know, I just want you to think about this for the yeah. next week. Like try to acknowledge when you're, you know, thinking a certain way and, mm-hmm. you know, you can't ever, you can't change your thoughts. You can't force mm-hmm. thoughts out or he's like, but if you're aware of them, you acknowledge them, you can move on a lot faster. Yeah. It's like learning to, we talk about it as a, like recovery from like recovery and workouts as mm-hmm. like mental recovery. Like how fast can you mentally recover? That's a great analogy. Which I've gotten a lot faster at mentally recovering. I love it. I love it. <laughs> Which is why you're so chill about this whole season. Um, okay. One thing that you think would have a big impact on your health, but you struggle with it or struggle implementing it. I'm trying to read at night. Mm-hmm. So the issue with the deep sleep, I'm yeah. like, if I could put my phone down at 730 yeah. and read mm-hmm. for an hour. I think maybe I would get more deep sleep and, you know, get smarter and just like, mm-hmm. I, I, that's something I'm trying to do. I like do it occasionally. I'm not good at doing it. So I need to work on it. Definitely. We 2019 all, is the year. It's the year of sleep. <laughs> it's going to be great. <laughs> um, all right. Last question is what does a healthy life look like to you? Um, healthy for me is just doing stuff that you want to do every day and being happy. I think that, and feeling healthy. So if I don't feel like I'm feeling myself good, I don't feel good. And that's healthy to me. So mm-hmm. sleeping good, eating good, and just doing things that I want to do throughout the day. It's mm-hmm. it's not always CrossFit. I mean, if I'm looking at my life in 10 years, mm-hmm. I I may do CrossFit for exercise. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. But it's not like I'm going to wake up and like my only goal is to go to the gym and right. work out. Like maybe it will be things like going for a walk or playing tennis or doing something fun Mm -hmm. that's active it's just being active and being present with Mm -hmm. people that you want to spend time with and feeling healthy and I feel like that's what truly matters I love it (laughs) cliche but true awesome it's so true (laughs) yeah don't don't bash it until you've tried it exactly (laughs) that's what it's all about right um cool well thank you so much for spending so much time with me yeah um this has been an awesome conversation and We'll have to pick it up again at some point. We'll dig deeper into nutrition and yeah. we'll find out how your sleep is doing. <laughs> Hopefully it's improved. I'll be sleeping deep, three deep hours a night. <laughs> sounds good. Sounds good. Thanks, Julie. Cool. Thank you so much, Amanda. Hey there. Thanks so much for listening to this episode. We want to know what you thought. Share your comments and questions for Amanda or myself over on social media using hashtag pursuing health. To make sure you never miss an episode and to receive exclusive content from me, head to my website, juliefouché.com and subscribe to my email list. If you like what you heard, don't forget to subscribe and consider giving the podcast a five-star rating on iTunes. Also, don't forget to share your stories. If you or someone you know has used lifestyle to overcome a serious health challenge, please send me an email at info at juliefouché.com. I'll choose some of these inspiring stories to share here on future episodes. Don't forget you can train with me through Beyond the Whiteboard by visiting trainwithjuliefouché.com. Thank you again so much for listening, and I'll catch you next time on Pursuing Health. Have you heard of Thrive Market yet? They sell top organic and healthy products online at 25 to 50% off shipped straight to your door. As a sponsor of this episode of the podcast, they're providing an amazing offer to all my Pursuing Health listeners. So you can go to www.thrivemarket.com forward slash PH, and there you'll receive an additional 25% off your first purchase, plus free shipping and a free 30-day trial. So my husband and I have been using Thrive Market for years. It's helped us to maximize our efficiency with grocery shopping and meal prep in the midst of our very busy schedules from competing and training in the CrossFit Games years ago to now balancing our busy schedules with residency. 
Using Thrive Market, we can shop for all of our staple grocery items and ingredients from a curated list of products that we know and we can trust. Whether you're looking for paleo, vegan, gluten-free, non-GMO, or organic products, you can find them on the Thrive Market platform at prices 25 to 50% below retail, as I mentioned. Even better, these items are shipped straight to your doorstep, so you don't have to worry about the time or hassle of grocery shopping, which I love. I also love that Thrive Market demonstrates a huge commitment to giving back. So for everyone who signs up for a Thrive Market membership, another membership is donated to a low-income family, veteran, or teacher. Thrive Market's mission is to make healthy living easy and approachable to everyone, and this aligns perfectly with my own personal mission and that of pursuing health. Because it has been such a lifesaver in my own life, I wanted to share the benefits of Thrive Market with all of you, and they've responded with an amazing offer. So again, head to www.thrivemarket.com forward slash PH to take advantage of 25% off your first purchase, plus free shipping and a free 30-day trial. Again, this is on top of their already 25 to 50% below retail prices. So I hope you can take advantage of this amazing offer and enjoy their service as much as I have. Once again, head to thrivemarket.com forward slash PH to save on some of your favorite items for healthy living and help make a healthy lifestyle easy, affordable, and accessible for all. (music) 